0: Autobots, roll out! End of line. This sounds
1: pretty heavy. Wait, well, it has nothing to do with it. I am the Knight Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with me. Hasta la vista, baby.
2: What's up geeks? This is a special episode of Vintage Geeks coming to you well not live for you but live for us from the Prime Cave. None other normally he's ten and a half hours away when we're doing the show. Now he's ten and a half inches from me. He has his hand on my leg. It's not other than David. <laughs> What's up, man? I mean, holy
3: shit. This is craziness. Yeah, yeah.
2: So so we, it was last year, we got together for breakfast, when you guys were on your way to Florida. Yep. So now this time, you told me you were going uh, to see, going down to visit colleges or whatever for your daughter. Yep. And I'm like, well, you're
3: passing right by me again, so. Yeah, this time, I, uh. I usually leave in the middle of the night. I, I'm a big proponent of driving while everyone's sleeping. So I don't have to deal with like chaos in the back seat and just general craziness. But because I am currently unable to drive, my wife has to drive. And she was like, well, I don't want to take city routes and everything else. I want to yeah. spend the night. I want to take my time getting down there. I'm like, you know what? We're going to stop at Joe's. For it's, like the night. it's
2: like perfect. It's like oh. 11 hours, right? Yeah. It's like that's the perfect time to I'm stop. Like,
3: I'm like, 11 hour drive. We'll be done. We'll be over halfway there. It'll be six hour drive the next day. Perfect time. And I'm like, that is exactly what we want to do. So we made a day of it. Went to Hershey. Fucking took the kids to the Hershey Chocolate World factory place. And then, uh, which they didn't. They were, liked it. But like... The- there, there so all across the world there people are starving
2: and we literally have a place that's a fucking theme park for chocolates. Like that's <laughs> right. all there is. That's how decadent oh, this, we are in this country. Like
3: it, it's fucking ridiculous too. Like I, so you go in and it's like it's huge. There's absolutely everything. There's fucking chocolate bars that you will never eat. King size chocolate bars that you I love, will never I love those, I
2: love those. Like two, like right. 10 pounds chocolate right. bars. And it's like
3: true. two for 36 bucks and you're like first off i'm not going to get through one of these fucking things without getting diabetes or worse diabetes in my case but there's like the, and but every like shelf if you go up to it it's like so the five there's a five for four for or five for 20 buck deal or something something stupid for like the king yeah king size uh, candy bars and then it's like so they have a open box of them and then they're just boxes upon boxes upon boxes upon boxes like like of the same thing everywhere you're just like well no but isn't it
2: if I'm not mistaken you, like you have you literally go up in size like there's small one yes. bigger one king size oh double God. gigantic yeah. insane yeah one you know one that you could basically that's yeah. like 10 pounds that could yeah. hold your door
3: open it's uh so me and, my, me and my wife are both kind of like on diets and kind of watching what we're eating. The kids have no interest in the candy. They're like, oh yeah, it's cool and everything, but we don't want candy. I'm like, fuck is wrong with you? So me and my wife are the ones who end up getting chocolate and walking out of there. My daughter gets like a pair of boxer shorts. her pair of Hershey <laughs> boxer shorts. I'm like, whatever. Alright. Saves us some money, I guess. But it was cool. We had a good time. And then we got down here and we just got Go back, back from,
2: we just got had some, uh, some Carolina barbecue.
3: Oh, yummy. That was so good. That was so good. That was delicious. But, so, this has been a long time coming because me being crippled, I haven't been able to get out of my house and do shit and do what I want. So, I have your Christmas presents in fucking February, oh, almost yes. March. Yes. So Joe is going to open Christmas presents. So I got,
2: uh, this is Star Wars, um, like episode four type wrapping paper. Because I go all out. That's all right. So, (laughs) all right. So gift number one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. it's, It's the Erica Durant's Lois Lane Funko Pop, which is awesome. As I've said, my favorite on-screen here. Lois Lane. Okay. Oh, I saw that. I'm like, oh, dude, come that on. is. How do I not get that? that is sweet. Lois I love Lane. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Now I'm gonna open number two. It's like a magazine size something here.
3: But be careful. Oh, it's in a. Oh yes. So it's the first trade of the boys. Awesome. Signed by Garth Ennis. No way. Uh, yes. <gasps>
2: This is the boys volume one. The name of the game, signed by Garth Ennis, the creator.
3: Yeah, it's on the inside cover. Oh, I was like, dude, fucking, that's awesome! Thank like, you. After after that first season, I'm like, oh my god! I actually I had a hard time not sitting there reading it because I I did. Oh, I almost read the whole goddamn thing. I started flipping through the first few pages, seeing how accurate it was, and I was just like, oh my god! But man, yeah. I still I mean,
2: thinking back on the show, I still think. You know, Titans is great, but for strength of episodes, this I don't think it still hasn't beat. See, I thought, I actually thought Picard was because it's my most anticipated show, and we'll talk about that. But I'm very underwhelmed as Picard has gone on. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that. And all right, now it's a bigger book. Oh yes, one. It's a hardcover. It's the hundred greatest moments. Of the Justice League, it's the history from the world's greatest superhero team. Oh my! I've never even seen this. This is awesome. Oh, I have um, I have Superman and Batman books like this where it yep. compiles great stories. Yep. Going back.
3: Oh, dude, this is awesome. Thank you.
0: Excellent.
2: And I
3: expect you to bring this down to Jor Bruce and read him <laughs> out of the out of this book. Be like, this is what. You're going to aspire well, to. Well, do,
2: do you know? Do you know the, uh, do you, the the first the first song I sung to him was the uh, the opening from the Adventures of Superman, faster nice. than a speeding bullet. That that was uh, when we were back there in October when he was t- when he was two months old. So, yeah. so yeah, thank you very much.
3: This oh, is absolutely. Awesome. Like so, I, I f- said, I I I actually had it all summer fucking long because I got it when we were on vacation in May, and I'm like, oh shit this is just a reason for me to like spend money. So Shannon won't think anything of it. Like, fucking, I could buy Joe's Christmas present. She she won't even notice. And, uh, so I'm like, I've been sitting on them since fucking like August. So, so what, so
2: granted it's pared down. So what do you think of the prime cave?
3: I am, I, I was shocked as how like pared down it was.
2: Yeah. Well the whole, and everybody, I think I've said this before. So, uh we're trying to move further south so in anticipation because i really thought i had this job last early summer mm-hmm. and because uh, i've got you know went through three three interviews and I, but i didn't end up not getting it so i packed up so i have i have literally nine big boxes in the basement in the storage of my statues my figures, my Funko, Funko Pop. Okay, because because what I had is up there, David, up um, on top of that bookcase. Yeah. I had Funko Pop stacked. It was stacked up to the ceiling in oh, in, a, in a pyramid. So, and then um, those shelves over there had Superman, had Star Trek. Oh, actually, it was fit. It was, it was uh, all three. The shelves on the left yeah. were all filled with with Star Trek stuff, with with the Superman stuff, comic books, all that jazz. And then my desk, I mean, I had a lot more stuff on here. So, so yeah, so that's what um, I kind of, again, uh, pared it down. I need to sell this desk in here. Uh, so I've. Uh,
3: the only thing that I see that's like kind of disappointing is the Notre Dame banner.
2: No, no, that. Well, that's not. Okay. So that is not mine. So that is, Okay, that
3: makes me feel that better. Is,
2: so that is actually, <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's, so if you can't see it, yeah. nobody can see it. But it's underneath. It's barely sticking out from papers. And it's like N-O is all that yeah. you can see. <laughs> but, but this is, um, uh, uh, my son bought it for my friend who's a huge Notre Dame fan. Uh, when he was at a good um he was at goodwill buying shirts and shit and he's like, hey, he goes, You think he would like this? I'm like, anything Notre Dame. Like you right. could have Notre Dame somebody, you know, uh dog shit that's been petrified, painted <laughs> green. He will he will, I said he'll take it. So that's that's what that's what that's for. And I had just, I have not uh, um even though I talk to him every day, we just he he's had a territory that's about eighty miles north of me, so I haven't seen him. So that's what that's
3: for. So <laughs> But no I i di- I definitely dig dig the joe prime cave
2: yeah it's uh like you said it's um i had uh, when when i had everything on my desk i had a superman area and then i had batman all over here and i had that was captain america um i had more stuff i had some marvel stuff mixed in um i I have stuff that i've i've stuff that i haven't put on the wall that um behind me that That uh, Captain uh, Marvel—that's what Rebecca sent me. That uh, artist print. uh, It's like a—it's a foil thing. So, so yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's this is where this is where I spend my time, and usually the door is shut because she doesn't like seeing all this stuff because it was really bad. (laughs) bad. So that that bin behind you is this is all like stuff she wants to sell. It's like rock band, guitar hero shit. You know, I was gonna just take it to Goodwill. She's like, "No, let's sell it." So I had that was all spread out over here, you know, in all my right. office. You
3: give me five bucks, ship it to Vermont <laughs> for me. I'll take it off your hands. How's that?
2: That's fine. That's, uh, fine. That's awesome. Right. So anyway, so we we'll, um, so a little bit. What we we were talking about it when we were talking about a dinner. We were uh, kind of talking. You were, we, you mentioned about Picard. Yeah. About. So what, so, cause I, I'm probably in the same boat as you, but so what's your, as the show has progressed, what is, what's your. So I, in,
3: in full disclosure, I didn't see last night's episode or yesterday's episode okay. yet. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't, I think the last episode I saw kind of felt a little more Star Trek for me. Yes. That being said, it still doesn't feel right. There's something about it. I I can't put my finger on it necessarily. Um, uh, There's some of the language stuff bothered me. Like, obviously, like them throwing out the F-bombs. Yeah. Like, again, obviously, I have no problem throwing out F-bombs anytime. But for Star Trek, it's just not needed. And I get it. They do it in Discovery and they do it, you know, whatever. I, Fine. But sometimes it's just not needed. Like I don't, I don't need to see fucking Bert and Ernie saying dropping f bombs. Yeah. You know, just I, because it, you can, right? Yeah, like,
2: not just because you don't have to worry about network right. television standards.
3: Keep it pure, man. Like I, I saw, and it, kind of bothered me in in uh, uh, Logan too when I saw Patrick Stewart dropping f bombs like that, where it was just kind of like. I get it, it's dimension. I get all that, but I I still have a problem, because I do recognize him as John Luke so much. Um, And granted, it wasn't him who dropped the F-bomb, but it just feels, I don't know, it feels disjointed and weird, kind of, kind of cliche, kind of all over the place where I'm just like, you know what, I don't need all this extra added stuff, I just... Get to the story, get to where you and need to a, be. And that's, yeah, there. and
2: that's, that's like, I think that's one of the problems is that it, it's, it is, it's so slow to, to progress the story along. It's kind of why I said a little bit with The Mandalorian, we talked about that, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they kind of cured that. But the, I don't, I, I don't like it. It's, I think the problem is, is all these characters that they're trying to bring in. This is a show about Picard. It should be a show about Picard. But it's all these other characters, which I really almost don't care about, okay. Right. Um, right. So, and so I was listening, uh, Matt Mira and uh, this other guy do a, uh, also do a Star Trek podcast. They're they're actually going through the Next Generation episodes one by one, but they decided also to do these weekly right. with this one, and. He Matt Mira, and I don't know if you remember him. He was on uh, like uh, G Four TV, mm-hmm. Attack of Show. He's very funny. Yep. He's a writer on the Goldbergs and yep. things like that. So what? So here, and I totally hundred percent. After he said this, I'm like, this is what the show should have been. Instead of them talking about all the stuff that happened with the synths and all that, yeah. The the story should have started with him as a captain on the sh- on a ship. With Raffi, right, yeah. and that the thing with the Romulan stuff starts happening, where yeah. the and, and then they promote him to admiral to have him head all this, and then they go through that story, and then you see what happens, and that and then uh, uh, you know with the synths, and then with the and then they get into the thing with the banning of the synths, and then you get into that, yeah. and and then you could get up to, you know, maybe you get you get through three or four episodes of that, and then you then you start out with. Fourteen years later, Picard or something. Yeah, because yeah. one of the things that he said, and I and I totally agree with him. Do you think that that they when they 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 fire him basically right? He, he and they offer he offers his resignation and then he goes. Do Do you honestly think that he would go away for fourteen years? and not try and if he only had to have one shuttle and he could save six people at a time from Romulus wouldn't he do that yeah, so he was kind of so Matt Mirror was kind of uh, re, uh relating it to the last jedi with Luke yeah. saying you know that you know he he doesn't like the last jedi so he's saying i don't think Luke would have been like this and i don't right. think Picard would have been like this so um you, you know and and you, you know watching the show you know, so much exposition on things that they're trying to explain. Fenris Rangers right. and Free Cloud and this and uh, the, uh, you know, the, not the Tal Shiar, but now the the whatever the hell they are. You know, they right. created some new thing with you. So it's all new stuff. Uh, one of the things I will say, the the, the episode, uh, this next episode, that has got seven of nine in it. The, Jerry Ryan saved this episode. Even though That's I don't, even though I don't think it was
3: not surprising. Even, at
2: all. E, even though I don't think that it was a, it was a great episode. Um, it, it, there are some. I'm with David. When you see it, yeah, you are, you are. There's some things you were going to cringe at. Um, uh-huh. Like when they have to do they have when they have to do this. Go undercover. I'm telling you, you're, oh. you're, you're going. you you are literally going to cringe. But but the the, the Jerry the the seven of nine specific stuff. There's a couple of moments in it and so she saves the episode but it's but the, the it's still um, uh, I'm not giving anything away. you know you know Bruce right. Maddox yep. but but it's not the guy from the show it's a toe this guy I don't like why couldn't you get the guy who was Bruce Maddox on next Gen, uh, next generation It's a totally different guy so uh, and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, something that I thought was going to happen to a character, happened. Um, so, so you'll you'll see. Um, they they got five episodes to go. You still have not seen Riker and Troy. So they obviously have to either go back to Earth if they're on Earth, or yeah. to I don't know if they're on on uh, Beta Z. I bet
3: they're on a different planet. You know, I
2: mean, they may be yeah. on on uh, on Beta Z or something. But uh, and and I know you know this is season one stuff, and a lot of shows you know, I think, I think they will course correct. Hey, hey kind of like discovery did season. They're going to be, they're going on season three. I think Yeah. season two of discovery was much better because they got back to star Trek basics. Yeah. They also brought in the enterprise, they brought in C- captain Pike, the Anson Mount, but it became more of a, of a star Trek show versus, nice. um, you know what, you know what they were doing, uh, on in, in the first season. So yeah, it's I'm, I'm, but overall I'm, if I was going to rate it, I, I'd give the season so far uh, just a Padawan.
3: Yeah, that's just... where I'm at, too. And it's un, it's unfortunate because, you know, I, obviously I bust balls on Star Trek all the time. But I, I do, like, I respect the next generation enough to know that, you know, Jean-Luc is definitely by far, in a way, my favorite captain. Um, I th- I think that had some of the most interesting storylines Trek-wise, in, in all of the franchise, um, and to me, it's just when you take the Star Trek out of Star Trek, and you focus on the one character, then you really should focus on that one character, and not worry about every other character around him.
2: Or like, well, yeah, because you because because they so they they had to. They had to introduce, um, uh, you know, uh, the the what's her name, Allison Pill, and they had to introduce Raffy, and then you had to all get right. into the backstory with that. And then you and then you got to introduce uh, then the, these Romulans, and then um, I always want I want to say Elrond. like Elron, <laughs> what's the guy's name? El uh, uh, Elnor, yes, Elnor. And yeah. then you got to introduce the the captain, and then you introduce yeah. all these holographic characters, and then um, I think I'm. I think I'm missing somebody, but so you have to introduce all those characters, give them some kind of background, and then um, and then uh, you know just figure out why you have to go to these to these planets and do things. And right. it's just it's it's just very it's very clunky, uh, and it's not focusing on Picard. It, like so, really up to this up to this point, I think besides the first episode, um, I mean, unfortunately, you could you could pluck picard out put some other character in there and it's not as it wouldn't make a difference in in the show yeah Uh, yeah
3: that's that's yeah that i think you nailed that right there is that's what the problem is in a series named picard he shouldn't feel like a background character and that's what he feels like he feels like an average take him out and it doesn't matter it's the same story with anybody you put in there and picard's such a particular character he's been through so much he's dealt with so much that his story should be bigger than what it is well that's what that's 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 why i think if they if they would have started
2: out as a star trek show and with him as captain and then yeah the, the, the start of this whole plot point uh i think it would first of all have been more exciting i mean would you like to see um uh, the, the the uh the synth attacks right you
3: know um well and that that's another thing that bothers me is the this so you spend part of your first episode talking about getting to the point of the synth attacks you don't even start out with that's how it happened you have to work up to that and then you kind of find out about this and then as the season goes on you start showing the synth attacks and and What's going on with it? And that so, to me is so, like that's so, mind boggling. So
2: that's well. So that's a, that's one thing that that Matt Mira said. He goes. He goes. You know, they were talking about it in episode one, and then they're showing in episode three. We're not learning anything. We're just right. seeing visuals of it. So he, it would have been much better to to have learned all of that as through through storytelling and some cool space battles and things like that. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, they chose not to do it. I mean, even. Um, so on CBS All Access, I don't know, did you watch the short track of Children of Mars, which is the just before the attack on Mars? It's like a t- no. they're, all, they're all shorts. They're all Star Trek shorts. Oh, like there's no. one about Tribbles, about how the Tribbles. It's really funny. Um, uh, it's called The Trouble with Edward. So you need to watch that. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, so like even that one, it was about the events just before that. But it, all it followed was two girls who hated each other who were just who were like bullying each other and then the attack happens and both their parents got killed and then that's it. So that there was so there was really no other than t- showing some some things that you know almost like like we were talking earlier about 911 like right. of how our, how we experienced 911. Uh that that was kind of what that episode was about. So it really didn't offer anything else other than yeah, we know the synths went nuts and attacked and killed right. a bunch of people. So, I don't know. So that's yeah, so that's that's Picard. Um you know you've not you didn't see Harley Harley Quinn and
3: the No, it's <laughs> I'm I will not change the fucking title of this movie. <laughs> Fuck you, Warner Brothers. You made your bed, you stupid? sleep in it. I that shit we I, said that from the get go. We, we said that from said the get-go. It was a horrible title from the beginning. The Birds of Prey and the fa- the Debulous emancipation, emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Okay, if that's what you're going with for the title. You're fucking stuck with it. Don't sit there and say, "Oh, our first our first weeks fucking takes weren't that good, so let's rename it so people go to the movie." Fuck you. You lost. Okay. I don't give a shit if you like that movie. Now you should call that movie by. So, so its my name. so
2: my my first note after the movie was, uh, uh, it should have been called Harley Quinn. Meats or and the Birds of Prey, which is what they literally just changed the title to. Um, But uh, so. So, yeah. um, I don't think they should have made it R rating because I think you limited your audience. I think a lot of uh, like your daughter, people like that who would want to maybe go see it now.
3: Actually, my daughter went and tried to go see it and she is 17. So she would have been able to see it. But none of her friends had licenses. They could go. Yeah. So, yeah. So a Harley Quinn,
2: a female um, anti-hero kind of thing, like the the I understand she's like the DC's Deadpool, and that's what they wanted to do, right. but there's no reason for it to be an R rating. Um, I I think no, this is another thing. Just like we talked about Picard, I think the story they should instead of doing the Joker breakup in flashback, that should have been part of the story. Yes. Okay. Because they, they glossed through that, which was, was kind of stupid. And then, then you have to have all these contrived things about how... Um, so what happens is uh, she doesn't tell anybody that they're broken up. Okay, this is the beginning. So she's she's freewheeling all these clubs and can punch people and break... I mean, there was a guy there was a guy sitting at a table like this. And she... I mean, it was gross. She jumped and broke his oh. legs in. Okay? Oh. Yes. So, uh, so, sh- so shit like that, so they could show that, okay? But the whole point was, like, that was Black Mask's driver, right? Yeah. But after that happened, he didn't want to, Nobody wanted to mess with her because they still thought she was with the Joker, so they didn't want his wrath. Right. So, when she, when she realizes uh, some of her other roller derby girlfriends are. Are basically saying, yeah, she wouldn't be anything if, if people knew she wasn't with the Joker. Then she decides to uh, to make it official. So what she does is she she steals a like a tanker truck with gas and drives it towards Axis Chemicals and jumps out at the last minute and it blows up. So it blows up Axis Chemicals, right? And so her her necklace with a J falls off, right? joker um yeah. and so Mon- renee montoya rosie perez which again i don't know why rosie <laughs> perez was casting this but i would have picked somebody else but but so she sees axis blown up she sees a necklace with a j and she all of a sudden determines oh you know what this means this means she's she's no longer with the joker you know She's on her own. Like, how do you how do you come to that? Just finding a necklace with a J. Maybe they both jumped out. You know, it's just so that's stupid. The the uh, so then the the, the storyline was stupid. I will say this: the uh, the action sequences, which were done by the guy who did uh, John Wick. Yeah. Okay. The action sequences were good. She did stuff with a bat, uh, uh, which were great. She did one thing with a guy where she she threw it off the ground. and hit him and bounced off him, and she grabbed it back. Nice. Good stuff. Later on, she's doing stuff with a mallet, yeah. which was good. Um, you know, again, calling this "Birds of Prey," you don't really see or you well, you see Huntress a couple times, but you don't you don't hear her talk or so until 65 minutes into this movie, and the Huntress character. Is a she's like socially awkward, um, uh, like uh, taking things literally, and it's just it's just a, it was yeah. a weird personality trait. Um, what, was, what was her name? Journey Sm- Smollett, who was Black Canary, yep, uh, looked amazing. Number one, she's I mean, she wore these like gold pants that just shine. It was just she she yeah. looked great in it, um, but you know, then all this like at the at the very end. Um, where they're holed up and this is all spoilers. I don't really care where they're holed up in a fun house in like a um, fun house, like at a carnival or whatever, black mask gets all these guys to come get them. Number one, there's like 50 guys against four women. And so they beat all these guys. Right. Um, and, but near the end, near the end there when they're, you know, they're about to get, um, overrun, uh, Rosie Perez Montoya, who used to work with Black Canary's mother, you know, tells her you need to do it now, and then that's when all all of a sudden, out of the blue, she's got her canary cry. She does that and then passes out, like she you know, like that kind of thing. But uh, it, it, so it's just it 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 wasn't that funny. It it um it was not a memorable movie. It is. Um. Actually, if, did you listen to PCL yet? If you li- no, when you listen to so their PCL yes yes no Jay, I heard their ratings yes. But did no. you see Jay was on there? Yeah. Okay. If you listen to PCL, basically everything Jay said is what I agree with. Yeah. Literally, when he was, I'm like yes Jay yes Jay yes to everything that he said was what I agree with with that movie. Now Brian and Jake loved it. which, yeah, is, which I, is awesome, which is great. But um, I think um. Again, I think that's... um, I think it really... It it was a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, Black Mask was... Black Mask was weird. So Black Mask goes from being a cartoony type person Mm -hmm. to then cutting people's faces off. Literally cutting people's faces off. That's how he makes some masks and all that. And then... There is a re- there is a scene in a club in his club where uh, some lady and her husband that he knows, and I can't remember again how it came to be, but he basically forces her to take off her dress, so she's in her nightgown, stand up on a table and dance, and she's like, like if you forced a woman to do that, it was right. very uncomfortable. So it was a very weird how how they had him play this um you know it was uh you had a little bit of not to the extreme of like jim carrey's riddler right. but then weird and then you had zaz which was like his kind of gay lover or zaz is like super attached to him but you know i when i think of zaz i think of a bald guy and he wasn't bald right. and they didn't they they explained his cuts a little bit late in the movie um and then um it was just, it was just very, it's just very strange. I don't, um, you know, the, you know, the rumors, I don't know if you heard the rumors, uh, before some test screenings were that the plot centered around dick pics from like, uh, Harley had dick pics of hear. black mask. Oh yeah. You find that out and they changed, apparently they changed that. So I, I don't know if it'd been better or not, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, I, I mean, I'll give it, I give it a low padawan. It's not something. It was instantly forget. For me, it was instantly forgettable. Um, I know some people, some people enjoyed it, which is awesome. But it's. Uh, I mean, listen. I, it's. I didn't enjoy this. I didn't enjoy Shazam, <laughs> right? It, it, you know, and uh, so I. I mean, really, I'm. I'm still my most anticipated movie. So it still is. I'm Black Widow. I'm still, yep. I'm still, I Mine think it too. looks amazing. Yep. I just, it's yeah, it's the Marvel formula, but yeah. I,
3: I, I, I I'm kind of disappointed in the fact that you actually went and saw the movie. I, I, I went, well, cause it was funny cause I was listening to, to PCL and, and they I didn't get far into them talking about it. It was really their ratings. It was Jay being yeah. like man, not good. And then jake and brian being like i really like this and i was like what it's like this like, it's like the shazam effect where it really is like,
0: and
2: J- well you know Jake jake is not a dc guy anyway uh but t- so for, he loves shazam in this and yeah. you know and, and we didn't you yeah
3: know? i i don't know but like what so like i heard that and i'm like i'm like hmm i for the most part like I've realized that my tastes don't always align with Brian's a lot of the time, but I tend to kind of side with Jake a lot. And when he was like, when he was raving about, I'm like, I really kind of want to see it now because I do somewhat trust his opinion. And then I, I message you and you're like, I'm like, did have you heard PCL? And you're like, Yeah. He goes, I was, and then you were like, I was going to break it to you when we recorded, but I went and saw Birds of Prey. Because I was going to ask you if listening to them oh, yeah. made you change your mind to go see it. I'm a DC I'm a DC sucker. I, know, and I just can't it, help it. Well, it's funny because my brother-in-law texted me and goes, did you go see Harley Quinn yet? I said, no, man, I'm not, I'm not seeing that in the theaters. And he's like, what you're a huge Harley Quinn fan? I'm like, dude, those trailers did nothing for me. I did not like Suicide Squad. I like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I do. I think she did great in Suicide Squad as Harley. Quinn. Did,
2: now, what, what? do you? Now, what do you? Have you seen the the new photos and the with the red and black and the, the Suicide Squad with her outfit?
3: In in the Suicide Squad when she was when the, she was doing the flashbacks or. Whatever, and she no, was... Talk, no, the, I'm
2: talking about James Gunn, the new one. The, the, the no. set photos, yeah. She's in red and black.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh. Yeah. He's, see, i got go a boy, see Yeah, him. I think he's got her... But, yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was a fan of the whole juggalo look, and I'm not a... You know, and the fact that they kept it in this movie, especially if they're trying to get away from that in, incarnation of Suicide Squad, I'm just kind of like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I... I at best I'll watch this when I allegedly get a copy of it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm not gonna go waste my money on it. And I'm not, you know, I don't wanna wait till it comes out in Red Box or fucking yeah. movie channels or but, something. Cause it's it's just like I wanna see it but I'm not that interested in that for as being the Harley fan that I am, that hurts to say because yeah. it's it's one of my favorite characters. Like that. That was. I grew up. Well, I didn't grow up, but I was like Harley for me. I remember the first time I saw Harley on the animated Batman, series. and I was like, "Oh shit, who's this person?" And I've loved her ever since. So. I it hurts me that I don't want to go see this I know, movie. Yeah, yeah. But I just can't. Si- I can't sit there and. In good conscience, pay for something I know is going to be trash. head. Yeah, ter- yeah, the marketing was
2: terrible. Yeah, market. The, the trailers and marketing was was did, did absolutely zero favors, and 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 then, and uh, the name of it too. it? Mm-hmm. it I I don't understand. Like Warner Brothers, it doesn't make any sense. Like Harley Quinn is like your most popular female person, and you're mm-hmm. going to lead with birds of prey. Yeah, and they really don't become the birds of prey until the last five minutes of the episode, of the show. And at the at the very end, you get, you know, you get the Black Canary that, you get uh, some fishnet, but it's on the arms, and then you get some kind of Huntress
3: type thing. And that's the other thing, like, how do you explain Huntress? Because Huntress is really supposed to be Bruce's daughter from another world, right?
2: Well, that's one version of it. This, the, you know, there's some, the, the version that they're doing is as Helena Bertinelli, the daughter of the crime family, you know, okay. they're doing it that way. They're not. Yeah. Um, but, but, Oh, that's, so that's the other thing i tell you they're in Gotham, which, you know, looks not like Gotham. Right. Uh, and Harley goes into this police state. First of all, you, if you're in Gotham, Batman, okay? Yeah. yeah so, but there's no indication that Batman, like, isn't in town or, you know, one of those deals. You know, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't do the thing, like, from, like, the Supergirl um, uh, movie, you know, and you get the thing in the background. Superman is off-world on a galactic right. peace So, Oh, that's why Superman's not there. So, you don't get that. So, you're assuming Batman's in town. So, she walks in to a police station and just starts uh, uh, glitter beanbagging police officers. And no one pulls out their gun, um, <laughs> you know. It, it, and then and then it gets into where well, she's trying to get what's her name the, the Cassandra Kane which is a, a yeah. like a short a, a girl uh, out of prison uh, and uh, and I think to hit the sprinkler so then there's water you know this is one of those deals so you can look fancy oh when you do slow God. motion Matt Kirby's favorite slow motion <laughs> stuff uh, but I, I will again I will say the fighting uh, the uh, the weapon work and things like that. Like so, I would like watch those segments. Right.
3: Well, it's funny you said that because I was listening to uh my one white, my one black friend, my one white friend, and Dick Kim had seen it, and he said the exact same thing. He goes, "How do you have <laughs> something set in Gotham and not once bring up Batman? Yeah, not once, not once throughout the entire movie does even the name Batman yeah. come in. Yeah, until maybe like the like an end credit scene well, or man, some he, shit like that." But then on top of it, he said, "You go into a police station, a police station, and Batman doesn't show up. Yeah. Are you out of your well, mind?" Well, it's because Dave, it's because it was during the day, so what? Batman, you know, yeah, Batman doesn't. It, it's,
2: it, as long as you're out from 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 six to six, six a.m. to six p.m., you can do whatever yeah. you want. After six yeah. p.m., that's it. Um, there was a uh, oh yeah, the, the other thing, and I think they said it because I listened to them also was uh, that. Uh, so that that end sequence where Black Mask sends all the dudes up, right? Yes. And they get defeated, and then they defeat them all, and they come, they come strutting down, they do like the superhero walk and all that. I'm like, wait a minute, he's still out there, <laughs> you know? And they come out, and you know, he's it, it, they totally forgot about that. It's like, yeah, I, I can't even remember. I can Did he shoot somebody? I don't even remember it because it was just it was it, for me. It was an, It was just a forgettable movie. Yeah. It, it did. It was not. It wasn't funny had some funny moments but it, it was not funny and uh, um, you know he, he had uh, he was in he was in the mask at that end sequence and then maybe one time before oh uh, and, fuck mask, that. and it looked look cool, but so that's what you know you got to know that you got you and McGregor you're not you're yeah. gonna show his face but he's again he goes from being this flamboyant and you know just weird kind of person right. to like sadistic and then that that seat i'm telling you when you see that scene where in his club where he's making that lady strip down into her, her nightgown and then sing and dance on a table while she's crying in her mascara I'm like no. this is uh this is all over the place so yeah. but yeah,
3: yeah. so <laughs> fuck that yeah i'm glad i go i'm glad i bailed on that which is funny because it sounds like sonic's up a- fucking fucked I'm better of a movie. Oh my God. And I, who, I, who the hell thought that? Oh like, my God. That, that's craziness. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, that's, uh, it's, it's apparently it's going head to head with Harrison Ford's that call the wild this weekend. That
3: actually looks good. I saw, I, I keep seeing that and I saw the interview with Harrison Ford on uh CBS Sunday morning. So uh, I, I just love watching that guy cause he's so disinterested in everything. Like he really, it's funny how he, looks at acting it really is a job form it's a paycheck and that's all it ever is but he was really funny about this movie in particular where he was like the call of the wild is i think is a story that needs to be told and and and, and I, I agree it's movies like these that aren't remade enough that you know you, you don't You don't have something that you can bring your kid to that's like this. I'm just
2: I'm just worried about the the CGI dog. The
3: the dog did look a little wonky. I'm hoping that it kinda cleans up a little bit from what they showed on there because there was moments the dog looks really great. Yes. And then there's moments where the dog looks real CGI. You're like, ooh, not great. But at the same time, I can can probably forgive it. But it was funny because They had like they were showing the process of Harrison talking to a dog, and it's a dude in a suit like (laughs) you know, it's it's the dude with the ping pong balls all over his body. Oh my god! And he said, He goes, I honestly don't know if I could have done that if someone wasn't there because it really is talking to yourself, you need to, even if it's even if it's a person who's. Not responding. You need to have someone there to kind of bounce shit off of. So that that shit looks interesting, but I, was, it, again, was it was
2: it was uh, it was it Grant Mop-Tarkin's CGI dog from Rogue oh One my God, <laughs> <dude>.
3: that he <laughs> or Leia's dog from oh, the, and Rogue One? Oh that's my, so brutal. Oh, but I did actually. I got caught up up until today because I wanted to. Um, I didn't realize it that it was Friday and I, I, the Monday I caught up on all of the Harley Quinn episodes on DC universe. I, I know how no, 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 you no, dislike it, it, but it's no, no, it's it, listen,
2: it, it, I, I'm on episode um four, I think. Okay. And, and it is, it, it definitely got better. And it, and it had, the humor is, is starting to land for me in it because it's, it's not all just, F-bombs, right. and, and this. They're, they're actually... There's actually a lot of jokes crammed into this thing which in, in a half hour, which I'm impressed. So I, I need to finish it because because I see... You tell me, but... Uh, like there are other superhero guest stars I, that I see are coming up. I I, get the, I think the finale had Batman in it,
3: but I think Superman was in one. Um
2: yes. Who else was... It?
3: So I'm going to tell you right now. I think it's about episode eight. The Aquaman episode. You get to the Aquaman episode, you will fucking die laughing. All right, I'll watch it again. I weekend. cried, dude. I had tears streaming down my face. I was laughing so hard <laughs> over the Aquaman episode. They, they play hard into that? So hard, but it's like not... The, he is the king of Atlantis. He is as powerful as he's supposed to be. But they still crack on him for being Aquaman, and they still like. It is. Is this somebody famous? In voice in Aquaman. It know? probably is, okay. but I couldn't pause it fast enough to okay. check. Oh my god. Get to that episode. If that episode doesn't leave you in stitches, there's something wrong. So, with you. So, so
2: yeah, this was. This is what I was thinking of. So after um, talking about the, you know this Harley Quinn movie, if if maybe that's the way they should have went with the movie but I, obviously they were doing the cartoon. Right. But you know, go super, super hard into it. Like if you're oh, going to yeah. go, just go. Yeah. You know, like like the, that early episode where when when Wonder Woman's battling and he calls her a cunt and then everybody stops. Oh like- my,
3: <laughs> they still play on that too. They're like, it's so funny because they don't bring it up all the time but when they do bring it up, they all just kind of turn and look at him and he's like, what I haven't done it in forever, <laughs> and then like all of a sudden out of nowhere he'll be like that cunt, and you're just like oh my god! Like, but it's
2: funny. But it's funny that if you think about it, like the, the the cartoon Harley Quinn on DC Universe, it's about her breaking up with the Joker, which right. is what the movie was kind of the same thing about. It, it, that's a little piece of it.
3: It's a really weird kind of parallel because I was like, part of me wants to know where. The people who did the Birds of Prey movie kind of got their creativeness from because it to me it is the Harley Quinn on DC Universe is far and away better. I mean, you're, you're using it to you're using villains the way the. Like, like, it, like, like,
2: how else are you going to use Kite Man? Like, right. you know he's a joke. Right. And, they, and they play into it. And it actually is funny.
3: Dude, and it gets better <laughs> yeah, throughout the is, season. Because like, it's
2: funny because, because again, I'm only episode four. But it's funny, like, episode two, Poison Ivy hates him. And by episode episode four, she's asking, did he ask about
3: me? Is he talking about me? Um, oh. So. I, it's, uh, it, it, it's a fantastic. And, like, the last couple of episodes I watched, Still real corny, still real vulgar and everything else. But, like, it really got into a great storyline and got in, like, found its flow of how to, like, really weave the entire season together. And it was really impressive. I'm actually kind of bummed that I didn't watch it today on my way down here. Because I ended up watching, like, Lego Masters and I watched something else on, um while while we were coming down and but by the time I was like, oh shit, I could watch Harley, I kinda didn't want to leave my wife alone while she was driving and throw my headphones yeah. back in. Yeah. So I was kinda like, eh, I'll put it off. I'll end up watching it tomorrow. But I I kinda am glad that I took some time away from it. Because I did I I think after episode four I just kinda was like I got other shit to watch and I got other shit to do and it's just not, you know, I really liked it, but I just kind of needed a break and I'm really glad I went back and I'm really glad I binged it because it really, you find the nice flow through it. And then especially by the last, like I'd say episode 10, 11 or whatever it is, 11 Mm -hmm. or 12, it really connects the whole season together. And like, had me on the edge of my seat like i was i was pissed because when i finished it monday thinking i'd finished the season and then realized i had another episode left i'm like oh shit because it was a great cliffhanger but Mm -hmm. now i gotta know what happens yeah it's like
2: yeah they had i didn't read it but they had a story today saying season two is coming earlier than than they planned so uh, it's not surprising it and I think
3: Kayla I like Coco it. fucking does a was, great job. I was just going to say that.
2: I think she does. I, I love the her take on it. Uh,
3: and, and I don't need the New York Harley. I like it that she's kind of sassy, kind of ditzy, super smart. Like there's there's an episode that goes back to kind of her childhood and shows you how how smart she was and how athletic she was and how just a shitty upbringing she had. But the way she acts it, like you can see why Harley's Harley now, and I'm telling you, Kaylee Cuoco will always is my Harley voice, which would you know, going from Tara Strong, where you're just like, oh my god, I love her Harley. I I think. I think Kaylee's killing it with that, with the way she's portraying her.
2: Well, well all right. So what well, one of the things you mentioned going through this was, uh, Lego masters. Yeah. So what's your, what's your, I, I think I'm, I like I'm on it. Episode, I think I'm on a, I am on I do not about to finish episode two, I think. So they're in doing the space
3: explosion the, where they drop the shit. Yep.
2: Yeah. A drop or hit the, hit yeah. the stuff.
3: Um, I, I, I finished the most recent episode today, and it's good. I I like it because I like, I like seeing people's inventiveness with Legos. I think if you're watching it to see how someone builds something, then it's gonna you're gonna lose a lot because it really is a lot of Will Arnett walking around, talk to them, and getting their ideas. But you don't really see a lot of. How they're constructing it. And I think that would be kind of more interesting. That's, yeah. But I like the end results. I like them going through and showing the designs. And kind of talking to them. And seeing what they were thinking about. But I miss a lot of the. Well let's do it like this. And let's put it together like this. Because I. There, I think they'll get to that. I think there's just so many teams right now. It's hard to like. Get that minutia. You kind of have to like let some of these people weed themselves out so they can sit there and get the good teams who are sitting there going okay we're going to put this brick here because it's going to connect yeah. it to this yeah
2: well, i i'm kind of if the last pcl from this week i'm i kind of like with Jake you know Jake loves lego i love legos mm-hmm. but uh they're 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 focusing in more on the just like these cooking shows and all that. they're yeah. they're focusing more on that than like, like kind of like you said, I, I want to see more of the design and how they're actually building this versus, yep. versus the, the bickering and the this and the that. But, and there's so many teams right now that, uh, that, that could be the case. But uh, the, and uh, like I said, nor the normal cooking shows is you have one hour. This is like, you know, you right. have 18 hours, like, oh right. shit. So, Obviously, Will Arnett's not hanging out. And then this uh, episode two, uh, they have Miam Bialik in there. And after 40 minutes, she's like, I got to go. Yeah, she like, why did you, you even have her yeah. if you're not going to have her in to the end? I, it's not to me. It's
3: because, yeah, because this. Episode. It's so long. And you and you have to have a ton of time to do this. I get all of that. I just. Um, I think you need to pare this down to not so many teams. Um. It, not set it in such a staged setting do it in kind of a more i kind of want a more industrial feel to it like i don't need the big fucking fancy sets with all the lego things everywhere like i i literally want to see like a wall of shelves with lego pieces that they have to go well yeah and like like if they 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 could
2: show you you know they're building these elaborate things Like okay, you know, like what are specialty bricks? What you know? What? How do you? How do you determine what you're going to do when you're going to make this roller coaster thing or whatever? That's I mean that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in more of the tech the technical stuff with Legos, but in but I don't. I mean I have to think. Well, no,
3: and I think it's. I think this is your season one growing pains is to see what works because it uh, again I think people who turn into tune into this aren't interested in. A reality show setting of this the people who are tuning into lego masters want to see legos being built they want to see they want to see someone do a fucking yoda they want to see someone put together a yoda and how that process works itself out yeah and not sit there and and focus on oh let's do this let's do that oh well we kind of screwed up we got to go all the way back Well, to they here. got the, they and you know they, they, the,
2: they got the the guy and the guy being a dick to the girl and then you got you know the big hair lady and they can't yeah. figure out this and then you got in it gets this is, old and I'm wow. sure that this this is you know there's nothing reality TV yeah. it's all it's all scripted oh. um so it, it's yeah
3: I mean I like it because I do I love the end products. I love looking at it and going oh that's wicked cool I would never be able to do that but that being said it's not going to be enough it really kind of I'll watch it because it is kind of easy it's it's one of those mindless shows I can throw on in the background and not care until it comes to the reveal because they really don't show a ton of shit that I'm interested in until the reveal So, you know, it's it's an easy background show and I'll keep with it, but it's not anything that's blowing my mind. Like the things that blow my mind are what they come up with at the end. Oh, yeah. When when they're showing like this week when because you'll get you'll see the preview for it where they have half an object and they have to come up with the other half and build a story out of the other half. So like there's this half a guitar. And the, this, the group that has the half a guitar have make an octopus who's playing a bunch of different instruments. So you have the half a guitar worked into that and you see them build the octopus. And they have the drum kit and everything else and the mic stand. And it looks fucking awesome. And I'm sitting there going, I would never, ever be able to do that. Yeah. Ever. In, in a million years would I be able to do that. But I want to see that process of how they got there because that it to me is amazing not just the overall finish thing. Yeah. But yeah, I I think right now I'm I'm at a padawan with it. I'll stick with it. I do I do like it, but they need to tweak it some for me to like really stay with it next season.
2: Did you did you want have you seen McMillions on uh, HBO yet? I've
3: seen the first episode. I keep forgetting that it, it's a weekly yeah. episode. Or yeah. weekly drop. What did you think of that first episode? I <laughs> I love that first episode, but I don't think that FBI agent's a real agent. Like, I just like that is that is someone that you would write a movie script about.
2: Yeah, Gina, Gina thought uh, thought it was an actor. Yeah, like no, this that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy, and and maybe that's the kind of people that are at the Jacksonville office. Maybe <laughs> exactly. I mean he's not. That's like, like that's like the double A baseball of FBI. You know, somebody's yeah. somebody's got to investigate the 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 low level stuff but uh, yeah that is ugh, that is crazy it, it, and what what it never ceases to amaze me the stupidity of criminals like if you knew that you were involved in this like why would you say yeah I'll, let's shoot some video of me holding a giant check and right so, so episode so David when you get episode two they do another thing where they where they're they uh, are they're trying to uh, get do like a, um, a video of uh, all the people that want so they can do a reunion thing in Vegas. So the, the, the hook is that we're going to have a get-together in Vegas, but we want to shoot stuff ahead of time, right? So oh. uh, so, so they're filming the, the one guy. And so the, the, here's the beauty of this because people – one of the things that comes up in the show was, you know, isn't this entrapment? Like, no. When when they sign that they get this piece, they that that we did not force them to commit a crime. If you if right. you help if you entice somebody to commit a crime, that's entrapment. Right. So 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 anyway, so all this video that they're shooting is basically evidence. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so you're but so this one old guy and they're talking to and 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 like the FBI says, like if you if you peeled off in McDonald or however you want it you know, got it through a magazine or something and you won a a million dollars or 100,000 dollars everything from then would be seared into your brain like you wouldn't have to like act like you're trying to figure out when you're retelling the story to someone because you know you're lying right. but that's what, so this guy is telling the story about it and he, he's just – his sweat is just starting. And they're like, here, you need, a, you need a towel, you know? And he's like, oh, it's just hot, you know? And he is just – this old guy is just wringing sweat because you see he's trying to remember maybe the fake story about what he did. And right. Because the, the, then he, he said, you know – and then I called – because people were telling me I got to protect your identity. So I called my – you know, called the lawyer. What was the name? What, so what was the lawyer? Oh my God. Uh, I don't remember well, where where was his office at you know and that, so they're doing all this uh, uh, but anyway so that's that's cool I don't think episode two was as good as episode one yeah. uh, and I think I again kind of agree with PCL I think hopefully they're not stretching something that should be maybe a two-hour movie documentary into a four or five-hour yeah. th- series yeah. type thing But it's, but, uh.
3: Yeah, I love that first episode. But this is, this gets, this gets, this
2: this point on, it gets more involved in all the people and the mob, organized crime that gets involved in this. And, uh, it's, uh. Oh, that's. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Now, did you see one of my other notes? Did you watch, did you see Alita Battle Angel? I did. So, uh, I was, like, when this was in the theater, I just wasn't interested in it yeah. for whatever reason, and uh, and I and I know it it ended up doing pretty good in the theater, so uh, I saw it was on HBO, and so I watched it, and I up until I didn't like the third act, the ending of it, no. but because maybe that's part of how the book is, and I know there, yeah. but uh, but I thought it was I thought it was amazing, yeah, I, I thought it was incredible, I thought the story was good um the the uh the special effects and there is a good i remember when that was in the theater and there um i watched a um like a vfx uh Mm -hmm. featurette which is totally cool how they did this like there's a there's a one uh, just about how they everything is manipulated in space and 3d so they can put the camera wherever they want it's really amazing what they did and uh I I thought I give it a high pat I just again I didn't like the I didn't like the end because it left it as kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um I um but uh special effects wise, story, the the voice acting, um like I said I didn't the uh, the like the roller derby kind of part of it was yeah. I, maybe that's part again it's, it's part of the book, it's part of the book, but I didn't I didn't like that part of the story, but but everything else about her development and the learning about herself and everything i thought it was just i will i wish i would now it was it on a big screen yeah and I, it probably would look good too. in 3d
3: yeah i the one thing that kept popping in my head especially when they got to the roller derby part was i kept thinking of roller babies from the 80s you remember that with, roller the, babies. with uh uh fucking jason oh uh, what's his name jason um no, I think it had Corey Haim in it.
2: Oh God! Hold on, you talk. I'll look it up. Okay. Roller so I kept, I kept thinking of this. It sounds movie. like a Corey Haim. Type yeah, it. it
3: it was definitely a fucking old school '80s movie that was just super cheese. But I, that's all I could think of, and I, I agree. I wish they had taken the roller derby part out of it because I think it's an intriguing story if not somewhat cliche and predictable without uh, and still being good and at least gripping without throwing the roller derby stuff in there where you're just kind of like no and like that that was the part that took me out of the movie but I really liked the fact that she was so badass and I really liked the fact that they didn't end up killing the doctor because I really thought they were going to kill him at one point. Yeah. Um, I, all in all, I really did enjoy that movie. And, and I just, yeah, I agree that third act was wonky as fuck. Didn't need it. Didn't need to leave it on the cliffhanger. If you're gonna leave it on a cliffhanger, like, make it a better cliffhanger than that. Yeah. Like it. It just did do it. I I agree. It's a high pad one. I, I You take the roller derby stuff out. You kind of tighten up that ending. You, you're. It's a much better movie.
2: Now I know. I know you. You had to watch. Did you watch the Belichick and Sabin thing? Yeah. Yeah. That.
3: I I, I love I love that kind of shit. Like I love. I love knowledgeable people talking about shit that they know and like say what you want. I don't don't give a fuck if you're a Patriots hater, an Alabama hater, because I'm not an Alabama fan. But those two guys know football in and out. Like the fact their conversations to me are so intriguing I know where they can be talking about shit that I have no idea, but how they're asking questions, how they're trying to understand their thought process as they're talking about it is really just, you You can tell they're absorbing what they're, what they're talking about and they're they're They feel every word of it. And I just love that kind of shit, man. Like I, that could have been any two coaches. If you can talk like that, you have my attention.
2: Right. Yeah, I um, did you ever see the one with the parcels in him? The two I've bills? seen parts that of it, like but I haven't. Seen, yeah, but I haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah, that's so that's 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 pretty good because you know they were you know, the relationship that mm-hmm. they had. But uh, I did not know, I did not know, Belichick and Saban had this relationship going back. No, me either. Yeah, really, you didn't either? No. I, I I thought I I was shocked, and and also to learn that at the end of every season they get together and talk about what worked and what didn't work and all that. It's because they're two, so they're two guys always looking to push the envelope and to improve. Uh, They're, they're like master motivators. They're, they're master tacticians. They, um, you know, again, we've seen it with the Patriots because bringing in people who were like, this was their last mm-hmm. place, and they get with the system, and and, you, and then you you know realize why. And uh, he, uh, b- both of them, and it's funny how they the, the the one stat were like in the years the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl, Saban's win a national championship, yeah. vice versa. So over the course of eleven years, they were like alternating stuff, which is really fascinating, and uh, um, just to just to see. I mean, if you if you just it's not even what going back to mid eighties Patriots were a joke, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, well they it, were in was, the Super Bowl in eighty five with the Bears, right? But after that, really, well,
3: and even that Super Bowl, it was kind of like you had good players sprinkled in throughout the the years that they were, but they were never huge contenders. But even the year they went to the the eighty five Super Bowl, right after that Super Bowl, they got busted for for doping they were all on steroids like i remember that story coming out um and then like they had they had years with great players where they had andre Tippett and they had ben coates and they had all these other players that were like sprinkled throughout but never had enough to like really get anything they were you know it was the decade of the bills and 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 the dolphins marino was at the top of his game jim kelly was at the top of his game so the patriots weren't going to do shit anyways. The thing that that documentary like shocked me about was that how unthorough NFL coaches are for being as thorough as they were. He's like Sabin's talking about the drafting process and he's like yeah oh my god he goes, oh. when he goes this guy drafted this player before this player and had he just come to me and said called him how is this guy doing? What's this guy doing? I would have told him straight up: you shouldn't take him. You should take this guy. What the fuck are you doing? Like he was like sitting there, super mad. Like if you're an NFL coach and you're not reaching out to these other college coaches to see what these kids are like, what the fuck are you even doing? Yes. So when
2: when he said that, listen, it it just it it just goes to show you that. Coaches, quote, managers in the NFL. Uh, no different than managers in any business and all that. Where where everyone thinks they know best. Yep. They have all these analytics and things and stats and combine. Oh, he can jump. He, yeah. this, is how, this is how many, you know, how how fast he runs the 40 and all this stuff when you have arguably the greatest co- college coach of all time. He's like, all they had to do was call me and yep. tell me. And and. That they that shocked it shocked me, but when I sit and think about it, it doesn't shock me because all these people, big wigs, and all this money they put into it, the egos, and they think they know best, and all that. And uh, but but I the other thing I loved, uh, I loved the stuff like at the end when. It's pretty much they're done, and then they start talking about yeah. something about next season, like you're gonna go with this and this. Yeah, what we're gonna do? They're it just they're always, taking
3: off the fucking cords, and they're like, and they're okay, still, we're done. Oh, they're going to he, they're talking about because I think it's uh, Saban's preseason stuff. Yeah, he's going to talk to the kids in the in the locker room, and like Bill starts like, oh, so you get you got the new kids coming in, and like, yeah, I gotta go talk to them. I gotta do this and that, That's right. and then they're taking off all the wires and you'd think they're done and they're just, and so that three, four and like they get back into it. Like that, that is literally their conversation it is constant football. Like I've never seen, it was funny that Saban's wife come like there, there's a story about Saban's wife coming into one of the rooms and it's Belichick and Saban sitting there talking and everything. And she comes in and she goes, hmm, Nick and Bill, two rates of the game, just sitting in my living room talking. Aren't I impressed? Turns around and walks away. Like, really it has the gall to sit there and give them shit. And like, and Bill's sitting there cracking up, laughing, going, but like literally all we're doing is talking football and that's all we do.
1: Yeah, You
3: know, it's like, and, and she's right. People would come in and see that and be like, "Oh my God, this is amazing! This is the greatest thing!" And she goes, "Oh, aren't I lucky? Two guys just sitting around my living room talking football. Like, could care less." But I, I yeah, I love that documentary. That was that was totally a Jedi for just me. Say, I yeah. got done. Like I, you literally could have taken any two coaches, and if they had that kind of chemistry, I'd have give this same rating. It just, it's not a Patriots thing. It's not whatever. That was fucking interesting. If you are a fan of the sport, you need to watch something like this.
2: now another movie I watched. Did you ever see Vice with uh Christian Bale as Dick Cheney? Yes. Sam Rockwell? Yes. What did you what did you think of that? I
3: fucking love that movie, man. I was I was so I I didn't know as much as I thought I did like I knew Cheney was responsible for a lot and I knew Bush was kind of a puppet, but if this movie's to be believed it was Cheney running the government and, and Bush was really just a figurehead. I don't know if I believe it. Well,
2: you have to, so you, you have to take, I'm sure there's a lot of truth in it. And that, that was always the, the, uh, not, I wouldn't even say the rumor, that that was basically out there that right. he needed he needed someone who knew... You, you need someone who knows the bullshit and the bureaucracy and how to get shit done in Washington. Yeah. That's, you know... And the funny... It, it just reminded me, I remember back at the time where he was in charge of vetting the vice presidents and A.D. Sermon. I'm the best one for it. You know, like yeah. he, so he found himself. But, but you got to take this movie... In the vein of like how these, you know, JFK and things like that where right. there's a lot of truth to it and there's a lot for just for consumption. Yeah. But as far as as far as portrayals with a lot of things like I, amazing I, number one, well, Christian Bale, you know, he can go from what the machinist yeah. to
3: it's 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 yeah. so he, it was it, it was funny because that's that's a performance where, you know, it's Christian Bale. But he's so lost in that character. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Like, like, I love it when characters, actors aren't themselves anymore, and that's what this felt like. Was he? He became Dick Cheney to the point where he felt Dick Cheney. Yeah. And like the entire time I'm watching, going, I know that's Christian Bale. I know it, but I'll be damned if you didn't put him up against the real Dick Cheney and he could have pulled it off. Yeah. Rockwell. Sam, uh, Sam Rockwell, Love Sam Rockwell. Uh, It was And it was even, brilliant. I didn't
2: even, I didn't know how I was going to take uh, Steve Carell as Rumsfeld, yep. but you know, Rumsfeld was a quirky guy. Um, uh, and, uh,
3: well, I like, I like how Carell gets these like real serious roles. Cause even though Rumsfeld is, is kind of quirky, Carell really played him straight, and like did a great job at it yeah. too. Like I, I'm really impressed with the fact that Carell came up as such a like crazy comic actor. Like it wasn't even just straight up funny. Like he was, he was very much a Jim Carrey kind of physical comedian almost. But to have the kind of range that this dude has is really quite spectacular. If nothing else, Vice had one of the best casts, ensemble casts I've ever seen on film.
2: Oh yeah, It was, it was Amy? Amy Adams. Amy Adams, Amy Adams, 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 Adams was right. his wife. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Um, the other thing, um, the other thing I watched. I mean, I have to go into my notes here because I watched a bunch of things. Oh, I started watching Medical Police on Netflix. That comedy. Yeah. I, I got I got a couple episodes into it um is there, there actually there is some funny stuff in there but I'm like I'm like partial I'm still partial like airplane and, and yeah, those right. kind of, you know what I mean yeah. I just uh, uh and then uh what else did I do I re-watched Rocky Balboa the one from what 06 or something yep. that is so good first of all and, and anybody who knows me, is the, the motivational the motivational scene with him and his son. I, I, I've sent that to my sons many times and I posted every I post it usually once a year uh, when somebody's you know complaining about something and, and you know his thing is uh, you know the, you know the world is a mean and nasty place and it will beat you to your knees if you let it. Yep. You know, and if you need to go get something, and you go get it. He goes, because it's not, you, you, you know, life isn't how much, how, how hard you can hit. It's how much you can get hit, how much punishment you can take and keep moving forward. Yep. And that's just, that's the, you can apply that to anybody, anytime and all that because, you know, the, the, we know life's unfair. Oh, yeah. My life's unfair. Like, you know, my mother-in-law shouldn't have died at 65. Right. For, after beating cancer twice. You know yeah. what I mean? It's shit like that. So, uh, just a great movie. Um, I want I also, I wanted to get your take on the Oscars. Um, number one, remember, if you remember when I told you about Ford v Ferrari, and I told you, remember I told you about the editing and how they yeah. filmed it? And it won for film and sound editing, which yep. was,
3: which is, I don't care about the yeah. rest of
2: the stuff. I just knew when I saw it, I'm like, that's, that's amazing.
3: Oh yeah. So. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that that was a well-deserved one. I'm actually bummed because, well, I hadn't seen Parasite.
2: Um, I haven't either. I haven't So I
3: was kind of like one of those things where I actually have a copy of it, but it doesn't have the subtitle. So I'm sitting there making up shit in my mind, yeah. which. Really, probably you shouldn't be doing with that movie considering it's an Oscar winner. Um, So, I'll I'll eventually watch it. But out of the movies that I had seen that are nominated, I really thought Ford vs. Ferrari should have won it because I think that was such an incredibly good story and such a well-done movie all the way around from Damon and Bale and... Just this the way the scenes were cut, and and the backstab and how fucking accurate it was. That's the crazy. Thing. That's why well, remember I think I told you that
2: I I didn't know the whole story. So after I watched the movie, mm-hmm. and then I came home and watched the the, the two and a half hour Netflix yeah. documentary about it because I was in the movie. I'm, you know at the, you know near the end or at the beginning of the race he couldn't shut the door yeah. like okay that's for movies and then the thing about them crossing at the finish line at the same time and him end yeah. up losing uh because he started he started further forward I'm like that's all bullshit no it's not all bullshit yeah. it's 100% true the the only thing i think uh the only thing that is different was uh, in real life it was it was the Carroll Shelby Enzo Ferrari rivalry versus Uh, William Clay Ford or whoever that whatever his name is
3: because it it, like as much as Ford hated Ferrari which they did it was really Shelby that was whooping Ferrari's ass it wasn't Ford Ford wasn't some fucking genius on this it was Shelby who was fucking just smoking them with every because it wasn't even like it wasn't just the GTs that they were worried about because Shelby's Mustangs yes put in there yeah, in a certain class in the Monaco, and was whooping on Ferrari for fucking years. So like the big supercars that we see now and that are, or that are the mainstays of the of the Monaco, yeah, are the ones that you fucking sit there and are focused on. And they they did like Ford only won those couple of things, but. Ford was beating Ferrari in the smaller classes because Shelby was just like, these are my cars, these are my aerodynamics, we're going to beat Ferrari yeah. with these cars, and he was. And I think that would have been an interesting thing to show in this Ford versus Ferrari movie too, because I think that shows the, the factor that Carroll Shelby had. Against Ferrari, but I guess if you're kind of making this a Ford versus Ferrari movie, well, you kind of have to throw. Well, Ford the other in
2: the other thing. So watching the Netflix documentary where where Carroll Shelby was the guy who wrote, drove in in overalls, you know, yeah. and uh, because that was his, because he did it once because he was late, and then that became the guy who won in his overalls, and, yep. then, and then that be, that became his uh, kind of his his shtick. So. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm glad that they won. The other thing, so 1917 won for best visual effects, which mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, you need to see it. I'm still, I don't understand the, I think if you take away the one shot gimmick, which is really not one shot, okay, but it looks like one shot. Right. I think when I went through the movie, I counted like, okay, this is where it was cut. It was, so I, I counted 18, 19 or whatever. Yeah. Um. I know my parents went to see it, and they were not impressed with it. They, you really? Know? Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, we're just following this guy," and you know, and and so I don't know, man. It's uh, I think they needed to give it something, so I think that's why. Yeah. you know, since it wasn't going to get uh, since it wasn't going to get best uh, best picture, that's the that's the whole the whole deal with that. But yeah. then you got Joker wins for best original score and best actor.
3: Back to so. And, and uh, we nailed it cuz we said that he as but so kind of circling around and one of the things I watched was Joker again. And 15 minutes into the movie I fucking messaged you I'm like they set this up for him to be an anti-hero. Like it and it pisses me off. It like from the very beginning of this movie they just show him why he's so beaten down yeah. and why why he could turn so easily Like I don't want it to be this beaten down that's what it really was it was a beat down it was just a fucking demon, demonization of this person's soul which really wasn't because what he really does is still just like I watched it with Shannon and she goes I'd have killed all those motherfuckers, too. <laughs> I'm yeah. like... Yeah, you... You, you... you don't... There's no... Uh, until the very... Because actually, what it wasn't until the very end when you see him running through the halls of Arkham with blood on, her, on his shoes. And Shane goes, what's that? Is that blood? Did he kill a doctor? That doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you're right. It doesn't make sense for the character that he's played so, this whole movie.
2: What if, so, So... What if he would have killed the,
3: the short guy? I think it, that's if he the done? turn. I think that's the turn. If, if he would have done it then, then yeah, I think you would have bought the rest of it? Absolutely. Okay. Because I think that was his turn. The, you, you start with the three guys on the subway. You understand that. You, you get the thirst for killing at that point. You kill the mother... And that's kind of the catalyst of I'm turning and I'm becoming something more. But it's still the people who have beat him down throughout his life. Then you get someone who hasn't really beat him down, kind of threw him to the fire a little bit, but not even that much. So you kind of understand that death, but if you're going to turn him full-fledged crazy there's no coming back. He's not an anti-hero. You kill the little person and then you go from there. His entire goal from that point on is to kill as many people without retribution as possible. And I think cuz even halfway through his show the the the, the Mori show yeah. that he was watching he has no intentions of killing Mori. Or anyone else there. Until. Maury insults him. Or Murray. Once Murray insults him. Boom. He's over it. He's done. He's now killed just another person. Who's made him feel bad. And kind of a dick anyways. Yeah. 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 So. To me. I, I still think that Joaquin Phoenix's performance was. Fucking unworldly. Like that dude played his ass off. I love that performance. I think he deserved the Oscar. But that fucking movie is such a dog shit story for a Batman and a Joker story.
2: Well I said I said uh, like the so the ending I think how it should have ended, uh when it was in Arkham, he starts laughing mm-hmm. and she says, What's so funny? He should have just said you wouldn't get it and it cut. Yep. You do know, you don't need the 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 whole thing right at, at the end with that uh, him
3: running around because that doesn't even that doesn't even match his character up to that point I think you're right if it had ended with him going you wouldn't get it and just laughing like the minute he says you wouldn't get it fades to it, black exactly cut and then all you hear is his laugh yeah cut yeah. And then like a black screen and his laugh that way, you know, he's lost it. That way, you know, his, his, even if he's crazy and he's mad, his, his, like his, his personality hasn't changed. He hasn't gone from killing people who deserved it to just killing everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and that's, I guess that's the it's the only time an Oscar has been won with the same character. Yep. There was something, they, they were talking about something else, but it was Godfather, but it was
3: a younger oh, version or something. Because it was, um, uh, oh. De Niro was playing a young, young Corleone. Yeah. And then... I think he got nominated. I don't know that he won, but Brando got nominated and won for the older Don. Yeah, dog yeah. Corner, I, I, I think it was an older and younger version of yeah. the
2: characters that, yeah. that did win. But this is the this is the this same is just same character, same, but yeah, different. Yeah,
3: yeah, different actors portraying different yeah. stories. Same character, so. But yeah, I I think both those, like I said, both those jokers are worthy of having Oscar performances, but.
2: Now, did Fuck you that movie, did you see did you see the voice list for the He Man cartoon? I did. Mark Hamill as Skeletor. That's fucking amazing. Lena Hetty as Evil Lynn. Chris Wood, who is was mon Yep. As uh, is, as is He Man. Sarah Michelle Geller as Tila.
3: Yep.
2: Uh, Stephen Root as Cringer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Tiffany Smith. As Andrew, you know Tiffany Smith is yes, I do. from uh, DC. Yeah. Uh, so now Alan Oppenheimer as Mossman. I think didn't he yeah. play? Wasn't he yeah. the voice of Skeletor in the cartoon? Alan I think Oppenheimer. He might have been. Uh, Susan Eisenberg as Sorceress. Uh, Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena. Uh, who else? Tony Todd Scareglow. Who that is? Um... Harley Quinn Smith is Alina. Elena. Kevin Kevin Conroy is Merman. Did you know that? I I did. I I saw that.
3: Yeah, because I saw that when they said that uh, Hamill and Conroy, it was going to be the bat. There's yeah, there. I think there's another Batman animated series actor that's in there because it's three different character or three different actors from the Batman animated series. Phil Lamar philomar uh cause... jason
2: muse as Stinkor. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah this is uh oh Diedrich bader as uh
3: trap jaw no that's what it was it's three different Batmans. three different batmans yes yeah. it's because it's bader conroy and there's another batman uh, someone who played batman in there doing a voice okay
2: yeah that's cool very cool yeah,
3: so I, I do like that casting news. I was pretty excited.
2: So and I did. You got offended when I I asked you this. So I, well, I watched American Factory that won the Academy Award for law, best long form documentary. I said it's kind of like a real world gung ho if you remember that, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Of course I remember that gung ho with Michael Keaton, which is about <laughs> assembly American assembly plant that gets taken over by Japanese and then yeah. the the cultural. Um, you know conflict that happens so american factory is about a uh a general motors plant in dayton ohio that closed and then and then was was uh i don't know 2014 or something 15 it was bought by uh, fuyao excuse me uh fuyao auto glass out of china so they make they make all different glass for auto automobiles. So they got to a point where it's like, you know, glass is expensive and heavy to ship and overseas oh, yeah. and all that. So, so they're, they, you know, they open this plant, um, and they're not making as much money as they were when they were GM. Like, you know, people were making 30 bucks. Now they're making 13. Uh, Ooh. they're non-union. Okay. they they, they go into, um, so you gotta remember, uh, businesses in China are governments basically supported run right. uh, that type of thing Communists you know kind of run this thing and um, so they um, they have a Jap- they have uh, Chinese workers also that they brought over a couple hundred but the rest of them are American like2,000 and it just it kind of shows, you know, they have these all Chinese meetings and they and they start bagging on Americans. So, <laughs> so, so basically, the one of the things I wrote down here, they said, they're, they're talking, they said, you know, about how to interact with your American counterparts. And they said, just remember, everyone who grows up in the U.S. is overconfident. Children are showered with encouragement so they grow up overconfident. Americans love to be flattered to death. Don't get into an argument with them they say you know they say uh, the best is kind of go along they say you know how a donkey likes only being touched in the direction the hair grows He's, it's basically saying don't yeah you know, ah! because you know like so that you know the the analysis is if, if you're like say you're gonna change a process and do something all right if if, if you're gonna present like it's say in any business David like um, and somebody's going to present that to you. What's usually, what's American going to say? What are they going to say when somebody says, this is my idea of what we're going to do? What would you, what would you say? Like, what would you ask them? Like,
3: how does it work? What You, you work, ask questions. With, yeah. Why,
2: how and yeah. all that. Like, like Chinese, Chinese does not work like that. If the manager says, this is what we're doing. There's you don't question it. You don't ask. Um, the same thing that, um, if they say you need to work on sunday yeah you work on sunday uh, so the average Ch- uh, chinese worker the ones who are trying to to get this this they're they're kind of in this m- m- like what we were in the f- 40s and 50s where we're trying to yeah. get people to get to middle class to buy a house and all this so you have people there who are who who've come over here they've left their family okay they're working 6 days a week 12 hours a day okay and americans are working 5 days a week 8 hours a day yeah so um they 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 start talking about you know the plants not fishing not making money and like well if we were if we were in china we would just say you need to work 10 right. hours you need to work 11 hours you need to work on Sunday. You think that's happening here? <laughs> Fuck. No. no. So so they it's funny. So they're trying to uh, the the Chinese um they bring some American managers over to the plant in China, right? And uh they they go into the 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 plant there and there's they're just they're like robots. These people. They're just. I mean, they're working and they're working. And they're like, wow, this is crazy. And then they they see this uh, uh team of Chinese people that work in this one section. And then before their shift, they line up. It's like military. They line up and they're they're spaced equidistant to each other. Yeah. And then they go into these things about you know let's it's almost like caves like uh, uh, you know what are we gonna do today you know work. Right. And what, you know, it produced and, th- and, and all this kind of stuff. And then they, and then they break in and then they all go. And then, so they showed this manager, oh God, this dopey manager, <laughs> he comes back and he tries to implement this. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. You know, and he said, okay, uh, so let's, we want to line up equal part, uh, you know, Matt, you need to move over, move over this way a little bit. And they're all, oh you know, they're God. all postures bad and they're all like, what the fuck is this? and uh and and he's you know he's like uh, okay uh, so we got uh we got a big shift today uh and he, it's just it's so it's it's it hurts to watch it like you know it's not gonna it's oh. not gonna work but when they were over there so um they go to this uh dinner and is he normally like if like if your company or like when i worked for gm and when we had you know these events you know you have like uh like we had Huey Lewis in the news would perform, right. and then you had Chris Berman was a speaker one time, and George uh, Schwarzk- or, uh, Schwarzkopf Schwartzkopf was a, yeah. a speaker one time. So you they go to these things, and each production team is required to put on a musical number. So the Chinese, so the like, so <laughs> so the the Americans find out they got to do this, but so all these Chinese ones people over there. So they're doing these, and you have to watch it. They're doing these musical numbers, and the musical numbers are all about, you know, company and producing and you know the, the pride. Like, and it's just sing songy, weird lyrics that, right. Like, like prop. It's like singing propaganda, <laughs> you know. And then, and then, the, so the American guys get up there and what do they do? They do YMCA, you know, because that's the only thing everyone knew. That's the only thing all of them could agree on that they knew.
0: Um, But
2: so, but, but then, so then the second half of the documentary gets into where, um, they're, uh, um, well, right before that, and they're still in, 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 in China, they go and they see like, um, all the, unused glass or the things that have yep. broken and there are chinese workers this is david this is a literal like 10 Just all glass just just mountains of glass just that's like dumped out of things and different color glass and they are on this pile of glass taking sorting out by hand the individual pieces of glass to to like reuse and they're like uh, they don't have cut resistant gloves uh, what the so anyway, fuck? So, so, they, so, they, so when you come back to the States, then again, they, then it gets into with them wanting to unionize because uh, working conditions, like, uh, you know, with glass has to be blasted in a furnace. And like uh, this one American worker, he's, he's in a 200 degree enclosure. Ten minutes out of the hour. Okay. And what then the they got fuck? things they, they talked about that like they're dumping this stuff down the drain. Um, the Chinese and all that, because you can do whatever you want in China. Yeah. You know what I mean? You do whatever you want in China. Um, and, uh, the people are getting injured. And uh, so then so then it's the Chinese trying to fight them unionizing and the Americans unionizing. And, and it basically shows them the, the people um, who are, the Americans who are trying to push the union how... They're getting singled out and then basically fired.
3: Oh, geez. I mean, literally
2: like uh, like they it's amazing the access. So so they had they had two Americans producing this and then the Americans, they got involved with two uh, young uh, Chinese female filmmakers. So when they so a lot of the Chinese stuff they filmed, these people were just saying like, uh, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, Tom, you know, he's in this union shirt. You know, uh, or no, no, he's not. He goes, we know he's, uh, we know he's, uh, secretly supporting the union and, uh, yeah, he's going to be gone next week. Uh, and then like they went and the ones, this one station that used to be two people, they put one woman on it and she's like, I know why they did this. They're going to, so then they can write me up and say, I'm not producing so they can fire me, that kind of thing. So, so when, when the union vote is getting close, um, they, they fire, they fire three higher up managers. Like these are the managers who are like, we're like brought in to right. get the Americans like, let's, this is how we're right. going to do it. You know, they yeah. pay them a ton of money apparently. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You know that. Um, so they get rid of them. They bring this bring guy in from China. And uh, he has a meeting, all these Americans in there. And he goes, and he, he kind of speaks pretty good English. And he's like, tomorrow. Everyone here, whatever you're making, two more dollars an hour. You know, <laughs> it's just out of the blue, what right? Because the they're just trying, you know, trying to buy. You know, right. And then, and then, uh, and then they had a, uh, they had a. One of the workers did a hidden audio of um, the Chinese brought in uh, this American company. That's like, the, uh, It's one of these. They're basically. They basically scare people about what happens if you if if you join the yeah. union, right. you know, and uh, and this, so they recorded that. And but anyway, so they they get into that, and they kind of they kind of go go into that. It's and what's um, the Chinese like the like the workers? Some of these workers, I mean, they are they are doing this for their country and for their family uh, a lot of it's for the country yeah. because basically i'm listening to a joe rogan podcast with uh, melissa chen who's from singapore and what she talks about is uh, the thing about with china is they basically say you know, you, it's, it's, you know, it's your the rest of your life is probably going to suck, but you're doing this for the country and right. for your next generation, yeah. you know, and if you were real Chinese and that's what you would do. And that's, and they're literally, they're like automatons, yeah. and, and, but, but you, you, you get some, some insight, in some of these, you know, Chinese people where they're like, you know, that, I mean, they, they got a family, they want to see their family, but they, you know, the one guy is like, you know, I want to build a house back in China. Right. That's the goal. be right. a middle-class to the white picket fence. Like we used to want in the fifties. So, yeah. um, and the, the, the guy, uh, who's the head of this, of the Fuyao glass. And he has like 20 plants in China. He's a billionaire. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, near the end, he kind of talks about, he's like, you know, I wonder if, I wonder if what I'm doing is right. Um, uh, what's happening with the environment. What, uh, you know, all of this for this and that, he goes, but I only think that way when I'm sad, you know, and it's kind of, you know what I mean? And it's kind of, Oh damn. Yeah. But it, but it almost makes you feel sorry for him. It's like, you know, so it's, you, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, The, uh, uh, the lady, it's a, it's a, I don't, I think they're married. They're partners, a husband and wife or whatever who, who did this. I mean, this took like four years Uh, I listened to they had an NPR they were on an NPR podcast right before the Oscars and uh, so she's got like stage four inoperable uncurable cancer you know kind of thing so I was listening to that so it's but unrelated to that and and this was um, after you watch the Netflix documentary it'll go into a 10 minute thing about uh, about them the producers and then I didn't know this but this is this was the first thing with Obama's. Uh, you know they, they have a yeah. film production company. This was this was their first thing. So, no shit. Yeah, yeah. So it had a thing with uh, Barack and Michelle and and. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, it's 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 really good. I um again, I used to work for GM, so I, it, you know, I've been in assembly plants, and uh, they're not fun places. And the, the, this uh, this was just an interest. The the, the so. This is the other thing. So when they're doing like the, they're already in production, but then they're doing like a grand opening like in uh, October, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is like May, and they're planning for it. And the American managers, okay, if we're well, and the, the chairman is there and says, okay, if we're gonna have it, we need to we need to have like an awning because it, it's something closed in case. Right. It's October right. in Ohio, right. and the chairman's like, "No, it's going to be a fine day." The chairman's like, "No, we don't need anything. Yeah, thought, it's going on. to weather is going to be just like today." You know, it's just it's, you wow. know, and it's like, that's okay. That's all right. All right. you know. Right. I that's mean, your call, man. Um, and it, it's just uh,
3: that sucks.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, it, oh, but but also so then when they had the when they had this grand opening with a the senator there and and all this and. She, nobody no none of the americans in the assembly plan knew this was happening like they were never told about it because chinese wouldn't tell you know it's not it's not important it's not important for for the workers you know right but but like we would want to be there because that's just our culture so it's it makes me want to go watch gung-ho again because oh my god (laughs) gung-ho was fucking
3: fantastic it really was one of those it is funny did did you see that movie (laughs) gung-ho the fuck you think i am jordan remember, you remember like, you remember come on man you
2: remember um you remember that when he was uh michael keaton was in the boardroom and pitching the thing and he goes yeah my dad was back here in the war or you know back here in." <laughs> oh i'm sorry he's like let me not talk about that
0: <laughs>
2: you know, uh, oh
3: god that's a. gotta uh, watch that movie again it's been fucking forever since i've seen it
2: that's that's in the uh that's oh. in like the, the, the Mr. Mom Oh yeah Mr. Mom days. Dude, uh,
3: this this is why he was known as such a comedic actor and like why people had issues with him being Batman because he was just a fucking comedian. Night shift Night... Uh, oh
2: my god, night dude, shift with he Henry was, Winkler, man. That was He
3: was shelly. kind of he was a really funny Johnny Depp kind of character where like he played one dude and he played him well and he played him fucking funny and like the Johnny dude, dangerously Oh my god dude I <laughs> I haven't seen him. that in a long time. Like you farting <laughs> ice hole. <Parking. laughs> I I'll pull that out every once in a while. My kids will start like doing their shit and I'm just like you farting little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you dad? You eat another cookie? Yes I did, but that's not the point. You're you're messing with me. Only once. Only once. Yes. <laughs> oh that's a great movie. Well, what,
2: uh that's all I had on my list of um,
3: stuff. What else what else uh that's, oh, So I watched uh Terminator Dark Fate.
0: Oh, I see.
3: All right, how is that? Cuz cuz everybody who I've
2: seen who who saw it on digital now who didn't go to the theater said, "You know what? Wasn't well, that bad?
3: It it's not, it's not that bad. But it's
2: forgettable, or is it? It's not. It's not. Is it? Is it a word? I mean, I know it's not. It's worthy. not necessary. Let's put it's, it's not. It's necessary. not necessary. Well, yeah, that's true.
3: It's not needed, but it's not a bad watch. It's. It's better than Rambo: Last Blood. Which was a fucking (laughs) absolute travesty. This at least tried to connect it. I understand what Tim Miller was trying to do. I'm so over... That's right. That's Deadpool, Tim Miller, right? Yeah, it is. But I'm so over the woke culture and the we got to reboot this. We got to make this person this. We got to make this person that. We got to equal empowerment, everybody and everything... I'm not going to a Terminator movie for that. Do that with any other movie. A Terminator, I want a robot going after human beings because it brings the war. It rewrites history. John Connor's no longer the savior. No one even knows who John Connor is because John Connor dies. So. It, Fur- it, it kind of... Furlong. But, was
2: Furlong in it?
3: Yes. For about two seconds. And then Arnie shot him. And it was over. <laughs> Arnie shot him? Arnie shot him and killed him. So this is what... it. It's weird. They... After Terminator 2, everything's destroyed. There is no Cyberdyne. There's nothing... John has now outlived the machines and is nothing is ever going to happen. Sarah and John are on an island and have retired and living the good life. Arnie comes out of fucking nowhere and blows John Connor away. And the, the, disappears.
2: You mean a you mean a T800? Yes. From the from the future? Yes. Okay.
3: Blows him away. Because apparently they sent them to all different parts of the future. Or to the past. Okay. So this just happened to be one left over. For whatever reason. It was kind of weird time travel shit. Then. Another Terminator comes back. And another human who's enhanced comes back. And I mean enhanced like. Has become a Terminator herself inside.
2: That's uh, is that Madison or uh, yeah, Mackenzie that Davis? Big, yeah, yeah, the big
3: crazy looking chick does a great job. I like her, um, but it's weird. So like, she's become this Terminator to protect the new resistance leader, who's now this Mexican chick who. Is here illegally with her father and like, and and now she's become the big resist, you know, resistance leader that they have to protect against a new Terminator. So you're kind of rehashing the story. This being said, it sounds awful, but at least it sticks to Terminator. Unlike Rambo last, last, where it's just kind of like, whatever, we're going to put him in this situation to kill people. This at least has a reason, albeit not a very good reason, in my opinion, to continue. It's, it's, you can watch it, but it's not good.
2: Well, they're not making another one. No. So that's, I mean, it's dead. As, yeah. it's, it's dead after this, so. Yeah.
3: I It really, if it's on and you can watch, and you know, you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna watch it. It's not a bad movie, but don't, like... Don't let anyone fool you into thinking that this is like a great movie. This is not this This was done with the intent of rebooting the series and using and and using the past to kind of do it and it failed miserably. so
2: was, was, was there any reason to change who's the savior? I mean, why would it be someone you've never heard of? Well, because
3: now the future's changed. Because they destroyed the old T-800 and the T-1000 and everything's gone and Cyberdyne never creates. A new AI pops up somehow. Like, just totally. If it wasn't Cyberdyne, it was going to be someone else. Or something yeah, I mean. else. So, and this is kind of what happened is that it's now someone else. Like Sarah keeps popping up. Like whenever she talks to the the new Terminator chick, she's like, "Was what is, what is Cyberdyne doing?" And she's like, "Who the fuck is Cyberdyne?" So Cyberdyne is not even any part of our lexicon anymore. And it's like, it it really is just like it's inevitable. But. Because it's inevitable, we have to have a new leader. It really is. It really was just them trying to reboot it. So, so how how is how does old Arnold
2: come into play here? It's fucked up. So he kills John. So that's the guy who killed John.
3: Yeah, that same person. Same person. Okay, kills John. Takes off, and you don't see him for most of the movie. And then you find out that someone is tipping off the new Terminator. And it's tipping off Sarah to where all these Terminators are going to be coming out and popping out in the future. And she's saving people left and right. And she doesn't know who's doing it. And you find out it's Arnie who killed her son. But over the years, because he was programmed to adapt and learn how to be human. He's somehow developed a heart and a soul and is remorseful for killing john connor and once is making it up to sarah and has a family now because some lady fell in love with him and oh. he's raised her kid like it's fucking weird where you so did like, he uh, uh, did so you say he killed
2: so he did he like blow edward furlong away
3: oh yeah like that was one. Was of it good? Pretty, was it like graphic? Like, did it? It wasn't graphic, graphic, something? but it was good enough where you're just like, ooh, that did motherfucker. He, did he? Got look, it. Did Edward Fern look rough? Not as rough as I was expecting. But we haven't really, he, seen, yet, but yeah. But he does <laughs> still look rough. You're just yeah. like, ooh. Um, huh. One thing I watched. I actually I watched it right after I watched Elite of Battle Angel. I finished watching Elite of Battle Angel because so I had HBO on and I started glancing through what was leaving. And I'd been wanting to see it and I thought Shannon I could get Shannon interested in it. And I'm like, Hey, how interested are you in space? Uh, actually another reason I got interested was I was listening to Joe Rogan last week, week before last, and he had an astronaut on. Yeah, I listen to that. That was a fucking amazing episode. I told
2: of, well so I told um I actually the other day day the, the day before last I screenshot it and i sent it to paul hart i'm like yeah. you need to listen to this because this is a guy who was a nasa astronaut then involved in spacex and it, sh- and it tells how he became a consultant yeah. on for all mankind yeah and i said it's a really interesting story
3: yeah i was i was fucking blown away i i just i was looking for something to listen to at work and stuff and i'm lost like you know what fuck it i'm gonna throw on rogan's podcast and like Cause it looked the dude looked interesting, and when they started talking about space and that, that he was up there, I'm like, oh, I fucking I got the right episode, so I was hooked. So I was like, really interested in the space program, and I talked Shannon into watching First Man. Fucking amazing film. I liked it. I, liked I need to watch. F- I
2: need to watch it again. I went. I saw it in theaters. I thought it was a little plot, like it was just, it was a little bit slow. I mean, it's fucking super slow. And listen, Neil Armstrong was out of the spotlight for a reason. I mean, Buzz Aldrin threw himself into everything, everything he can make money on, Uh, you know, say what you will. But Neil Armstrong kind of wanted what happened to stand on its own and to that to be the legacy. So Mm -hmm. he's a real private person. And I had no idea about his daughter and and things like that.
3: Um, so I do, I do need to watch it again. I, I, I agree with you. It is a fucking super slow movie. It is, it is really hard paced slow. Like it, 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 It's a rough watch if you're trying to just get through it for the story and stuff. If you can sit there and just watch what those people went through and what it took to get us to the moon. It really is a fascinating story and development, especially with Neil, because he is quiet. But you find out these reasons why he's quiet, and like, so friends of his die, and he goes home. He just like goes up to his wife. And he's like, "I'm leaving. We have to leave right now. I got to get out of here," and she's like, "I'm not. I'm not ready to go." And he fucking literally just. Takes off. Goes home. And he's. You see his wife later. Being driven home by the host of the party. And he's like. Well I'll talk to Neil. And, and and everything when we get there. He gets there. Neil's outside. Looking up at the stars. And. The dude comes walking in. Who's another astronaut. I forget who he is. But he's sitting there talking to Neil. And he's like. Like trying to. What's going on? Why are you feeling like this? And Neil just looks at him, who's a super quiet and reserved man and like only speaks when he has actually something yes. to say, yep. looks at him and says, if I wanted to talk, I would not be out here looking up at the stars by myself. <laughs> and the dude sits there stunned. It's one of the best responses. Because it's true, you've always you. Everyone's gotten to that point where you don't want to be bothered. You need to be in your own space, and if you had wanted someone's help at that time, you would have asked for it. Yeah. But it was just such a re- like, the way he did it was so perfect. But I thought it was, I thought his portrayal of Neil was so earnest and, like. It's funny because Buzz was such the attention whore, basically, for lack of a better word.
2: But like, and they and they even slightly bagged on him and they like, yeah, yeah you gonna have Aldrin be the first one on the moon? You not exactly, you know? yeah.
3: But like the things that Neil did and and the fucking balls, like because you're watching this going, the shit that he went through to get him to the point of being the first man on the moon. I'm looking at it going if I had gone through a tenth of what that man has, yeah. no fucking way you're getting me yeah, in a well, rocket that's, that's a, and... blasted to the fucking moon to you know no one knew if you got to the moon if you were getting off. Yeah. That was it.
2: You're you're on it you're on the the, the 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 most powerful rocket ever made by the lowest bidder yeah with technology that uh, you know your Apple watch has five times the computing power of or, well you know more than that I yeah. mean, uh, there, there was just something recently that talked about the Apple watch versus whatever like maybe it's all a mission control right. or something it's just it was insane the the what they had what they did. Um, uh, and uh, I mean, there was, I mean, they didn't know, uh, uh, there was things about, uh, r- radiation, you mm-hmm. know, anything with that matter of fact. So remember the dude on yep. the Rogan, he talked about one of the uh, Apollo, uh, 15 or something like that. Uh, or maybe it was, th- maybe it was 13 or so, something that got delayed because of 13, but saying that we missed th- them getting like a lethal, amount of radiation from a solar flare just on happenstance. Yeah. You know, it's so... Yeah.
3: That that was one of the things that, like... So I, I loved First Man. I, I fucking Jedi that all day. I was... And I agree. I think uh, you're totally right. It's a super slow movie, but it's an amazing study on Neil Armstrong. Amazing study on the NASA program, which, if you listen to that episode of Joe Rogan, I forget the dude's name, but it... it it's a. He, the thing is,
2: it, it was uh, keep talking because I, I sent it to Paul Hart and I have it still on my thing here.
3: So this dude is so super knowledgeable, but he was like, you know, his dream was going into space. Garrett Riceman. Garrett, yep. Yeah, Garrett Riceman, like, and him explaining how NASA hasn't improved much since those days of sending the person uh, a man to the moon technically like we've gotten the shuttle and we've made technological advances, but nothing to where we should be now and how ridiculously underfunded it is and kind of has to be. So like you're using, you're using 1980s computers and shit in some of the spacecraft that, you can't afford to constantly fucking update because it's so expensive to do it like it was an amazing story and and, and then when you watch first man you realize what they're doing to these people where they they have no fucking clue they have you know ideas on physics and how this is supposed to work and what they think they can do but not one of these persons can say I can do this for sure like, there's a part where Neil has to sit there. His wife goes, are you coming back from the moon? And he's like, yes. She goes, are you coming back from the yeah, moon? Yeah, you're a test and,
2: pilot. You never...
3: Right. And, like, he's like... And she's, she goes to him, you have to tell the children. You can't yeah. go up there and say, well, I'm definitely coming back. You have to warn them that there's a possibility. You're going to the moon and you're never coming back. Yeah, well,
2: they did... So, um... I was big into space of course I was born august of 69 the, mm-hmm. the we have we have uh super 8 movies of my mom pregnant with me while they're watching the moon landing you know no they, shit. yeah it's pretty cool um but yeah because the, they didn't know um, they didn't know if the ascent stage like if that didn't fire they're done yeah you're stuck yeah uh, you can't uh, Michael Collins and the command module know they can do Yep. Uh, you'd have to leave them. So, yeah, they had no idea if that would truly work on the lunar surface. And, oh, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. And it just makes you... Did you watch For All Mankind yet?
3: No, not yet. I'm I'm going to get Shannon into it. Now. Okay. But I, once we watch that, now, I think that was kind of my plan because I've been dying to watch it. I'm just trying to get her into the right mode. And I think she really enjoyed that movie, so I think that's going to be my. So way it's in. it's
2: it's just it's a it's a cool alternate reality. Yeah, uh, and uh, especially when you listen to that to that podcast where he talks about he saw the Russian lunar lander. Yeah, you know, and and then the thing with how for all mankind came about, and it was yeah. like, yeah, what what would have happened? What would the what would the tangent have been with our space program if we weren't first? Right, that kind of thing, and. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, for all mankind, you know, gets women get involved in the space program, but, in, and then even with everything I knew about the space program, this, I, I didn't realize they did have a female program that ended up got, got shuttered, but they had people who, who qualified women and one, and some of the women that, that are on the for all mankind are from, yeah. based on real people.
1: Like no, one of the shit. main
2: female astronauts is based on a real person. I had oh, no idea. Shit. That was fascinating uh, because I, I learned something. I never, I mean, I thought I knew a lot about the space program. Uh, <laughs> so like, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, when the Mercury astronauts, they, they also had like 12 women who went into this just women's only program. No sure. So, so, that's, how, so that's, how they, that's how they weave it into, so for all mankind. Okay, since since the Russians beat us to landing on the moon, now, you know what can we do first? And that's how we get women involved right. in this timeline, and, and then it's yeah.
3: Well, it, and that's funny because that's that's actually what Garrett was talking about, or the first man had mentioned. Like the Russians kept beating us to certain phases that NASA wanted to get to first. They they put the
2: <laughs> they they put they put the dog in space first before yeah. we got the, before we did the chimp, uh, they you know, Gagarin. Uh, before Shepard, and then yeah. a female, uh, and then a, a spacewalk before us. Yep, all uh, is we they were. They literally
3: did everything before Apollo. Pre Apollo
2: yep. stuff. They had they beat us every on every turn. Yep, and and uh, I, I don't know what I don't know where they fell off. I'm trying to remember where they fell off. We just it's one of those things when when uh, you know because remember the time that when Kennedy gave the speech, we hadn't even put anybody up in orbit. It was yep. like, people were like, what the, and that was in, that was in the, in the 61 or two. Right. So if you think about it, with less than seven years, we had somebody on the moon. And yeah. that, so that just, uh, that shows you America's awesome. <laughs> it shows you what, you what you can, you know, what you can do when you have, uh, you, you know, and you like just let people yep. go and you, and you, you can fund it. Yep. So and but that's that's another cool thing in the podcast that he talks about with the SpaceX portion of it, you know, being privatized, but also doing stuff for NASA. That, you know, they get a they get a money from NASA, but it's like they can call the shots on how they're going to do it. Yeah, uh, which which, I mean, listen, the Elon Musk, uh, as Joe Rogan says, is has evolved like you know yeah. what I mean? Be- because they, 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 they just had a story. Um, my buddy is, uh, in, in a month is getting a Tesla and I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, but so they just had a story about, you know, you think Japanese engineers, Japanese, you know, they there's mm-hmm. so there's a story that in Japan, they took apart a Tesla and they looked at software and they're like, soft, we're nowhere like we can't you know he's uh he is like two generations beyond yep. in software especially you know that he's been that he's been doing this with the with the you know the, 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 the uh, autopilot and all yep. that type of thing with how the cameras integrated so yeah the 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 elon musk stuff too uh is is interesting to uh to watch and, and listen to, so
3: yeah, I gotta watch the Elon Musk one with with him and Rogan, but yeah, There's that that one with Garrett was super fascinating. I was I was fucking hooked on that one. I was I was so taken on everything that dude had to say. Yeah. Um, the fuck else did I watch? I, you know, I I don't think I have watched anything else. Watched...
2: that's it did you see um did you see i know you were in the car most of the day driving down here did you see the the batman photos yes i did what you see them all with the cycle and and all that i'm
3: not a fan of the armor i'm i'm kind of over the armor look for batman i like it but I want a Batman in a suit. I don't want him to be Iron Man. Yeah. And I'm kind of over the Iron Man look. I'm, I mean, I
2: think that'll be, I think that was not going to be the only costume. I think at the end we'll have a traditional, but uh, it's because it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you got like a leather type stitched cowl, but then you've got like Arkham game armor, uh, more boxy and things like that. And then they got some shots today of the gauntlets and the things yeah. like that. Where it looked like he had Black Widow things, which is, yeah. kind of, I don't know what that was. He did have the, the whatever the little bat wings on the, on the side of his arm. Um, and he had, he had the, the, something over the eye. So what do you, what if they, what
3: if they make those whites? What I think you, they, they will. And I, I'm fucking psyched for that. Again, I don't mind it. I'm just kind of I want I don't want my Batman to be so relied on on armor. And if he is relied on armor, then put it under the suit as opposed to being so metallic. I mean, he just looks like Iron Man at this point where I'm kind of like
2: What do you think? What do you think of the 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 rumors that the the logo is the, is the I, gun.
3: I dig that because I actually... I love the, the... There was a story in Batman 1000 where he was searching for the gun um, that his parents were killed with and he, he ended up doing that. So I'm kind of... I really like that.
2: See, I still... See I still... I still like from, from Dark Knight Returns, where I think that's where they talked about why why he's got a big yellow yeah. symbol on his chest because he want it would, that that is bulletproof. Yeah, is because yeah. that's what when they're scared he wants them to aim. That's he wants them to aim at yeah. that giant bat with the yellow yeah. on it. So that yeah. um, but uh, so I think. Uh, but with the it, armor,
3: that's the thing. Like with the armor he's wearing, it doesn't matter where shoot him because that shit looks well so think, think about like it think porn. about think it's
2: about like, batman v superman in, in that
3: great warehouse scene he yeah. got
2: shot in the temple and exactly. he's like exactly <laughs> he's like give it out
3: yeah but yeah i like it it's i'm just not i'm not sold yet i i, I did like i like the reveal of pattinson in the cowl um again i'd Need to kind of see the full, needed to see the full costume yeah. to make a real good judgment on it. But I don't think, I think he's got the chin for it. I think he he fills the cowl nicely. I just, at this point, want to see the movie because I really am done with, with armor Batman. Yeah, Batman. Let's stop trying to make him so realistic. He's a detective. Let's make him a fucking detective. He doesn't need armor. He doesn't need to be fighting this many people at this stage of his career to have to have this kind of armor. Put a Kevlar suit. Put the fabric over it. It's simple and easy and fucking.
2: Well, I said I think I said uh, that. I mean, why don't they? Why don't they do an Alex Ross version of it? Because it looks yeah. Yeah, on paper, it looks great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know that's black and gray. It'd be nice if you can do a blue and gray at some point, but uh, I mean, again, I mean it's this is all early. Um, you know, if, when you look at photos, like I, I I bring this up all the time when when I think me and Jordan we started uh, Supercast, we were talking about the first first images of the Flash yep. TV show. I'm like, oh, that, that suit looks terrible. No, actually, it actually was not. But right. the way they had it, and the way he was moving, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty bad. So, I, let's say I told James Hop. Today. James Hop was like, oh, I'm getting nervous. I'm like, James, it, it's this. These are the first few images. They're out of context. You don't right. have the lighting. You don't have the scene. You don't have the yeah. CGI or whatever else. I said so. Um, but but you know, and I'm like, you know, this is this is supposed to be from what they said, unless they changed it. It's supposed to be like. His second year in the suit.
3: It's supposed to be like year two. Year year
2: two. Yep. So, um, you know, and and uh, I sent him the thing today because one of the scenes on the on the bat cycle was in the background was uh, was tombstones, and I put you know, bye mom and dad. Oh yeah, Yeah. I saw that. So 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 so, and so I'm so what I think is going to happen, or I told James, say, what what are the odds that um that you we're not going to see, we're not going to see the death of the parents, no. but, but, but when he's in that, he, when he's in that cemetery, he he looks over and sees his parents grave. And then that's, that's kind of all we're going to see. We're going to see yep. two Waynes and then he's going to pause there and then zoom out. Yep. So that's what I think that's what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah.
3: I'm not worried about the movie at all. I, it, the, if the costume is all I like, I'm basing this off of, I'm not worried about the movie. I, it is, the costume is what it is. I, I won't be worried until they put out a trailer, trailer it, like Harley Quinn, uh, you know, they, um, where you are like, yeah, no.
2: You know what? I I know they but, won't do this, but um, if they could do inner monologue stuff like uh, they did in the Dark Knight Returns graphic novel, mm-hmm. and I always yes. relate it. So people will say, I don't know how yes. that would work. Go watch Arrow season one. Yep, Arrow season yep. one is before you have 10 people on the team, even before Diggle is totally involved uh, is when he's out because you can't have him talk to himself is you have all inner monologue about what he's thinking, what he's doing, what his mission is. And it is, it's, it's great. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. Um, And just keep it, just keep it street level. Yeah. keep it you know it's not do a just huge storyline hopefully the thing with all the villains is just some stuff with arkham
3: uh i kind of hope it's set up like honestly like i think you don't need all those villains it, it, even if you're in a year two batman you don't know, you don't need them you can still set some of them up for use in later movies so like i think you could probably get away with Using um, uh, who the fuck's playing Penguin? Blanket on his name, Colin Farrell. Yes, if you set up Colin Farrell to be kind of the the opposite of Bruce in this movie, and then in the next movie make him the Penguin, I think you can do that because I think you will have enough. You have enough characters in there right now that you don't need to oversaturate it with too many villains you can use this time to set up and i think that's what they should do especially him being young you don't want to throw so much shit at him right off you want to kind of have him work his way up into that yeah
2: oh yeah when you say talk about throwing everything at him so i'm not i'm no writer by any means but this is I remember when Nightfall happened, okay, mm-hmm. where, where, where the premise of Nightfall was, uh, they like overwhelmed Batman, and he was just beat down, you know what I mean? Yep. That And that's how Bane ended up being able to break his back. Yep. So my, my, I always thought if I ever would write a Batman story, uh, I would, I would give Bruce Wayne cancer, and he's going through radiation and chemo, uh, and he's a weakened Batman, you know. And then the villains start to see that he's weakened. You know what I mean? Right. That kind of thing, and really try and take advantage of it, and you know, d- do multiple things, you know, the, that tax him and all that type of thing, and you figure out a storyline from there. But I always thought, I'm like, I go think about it. If if they did a story, think about how much press they would get, uh, and about with you know kids who are fighting cancer and yep. things like that. Um, so,
3: so yeah, that'd be, be pretty. I'm
2: looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward. It's it'd be next year. Yep. Um, and uh, like I said, we got, uh, so we got, wonder, well, wonder, we got Wonder Woman this year, which I'm really, I know you know, I'm super nervous about that because it does not. No, it's not looking. Uh, it's, uh, it's not I, exciting. I, I will
3: say, I will say, I don't mind the cheetah stuff. I, 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 I don't I've Yeah, li- that's. I've liked all that stuff that I've seen. For yeah. it. where I'm like, eh, but yeah, everything I've seen. I just think I, like,
2: I, the the storyline just uh, again, from what I know, from what they've said, seems just very contrived yeah. to get to get Chris to get Chris Pine back, and that yeah. Maxwell Lord is like. Um, delivering wishes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh...
3: so I did, I did forget one thing that I, I did. I did watch when I was coming down. I couldn't think of it for the life of me. Watched the first episode of the new Clone Wars. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize it was out yet. Dropped today.
2: Oh my gosh.
3: I know. I was shocked. My son fucking, we're, we're coming down. He goes, dad, Clone Wars is out. I'm like, what do you mean is out? He goes, how many epi- How many seasons are there? I'm like, I think there's six. And he's like, episode or season there's seven? There's like six episode- episodes of uh, No, and he goes. He looks at me. He goes, episode uh, season seven episode one's out. I'm like, what? So I watched it. Good story. Really good story. And like. Weird way to pick up from the way they left off season six. But I really like this story. And they're still keeping it late timeline at this point. So it's interesting. Really like the episode. I, I totally Jedi the episode. But the way I'm really going to be interested in how they set up this season and what they're gonna tell and how far they're gonna go up too, but animation was spot on, gorgeous, mm. absolutely gorgeous.
2: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm like f- five episodes into the first season. I oh, got, Jesus I Christ! It. It I took I got a lot to go? It
3: took forever to get through that. Uh, Ever, it was brutal. Uh, so that's, that's
2: that's all I got, man.
3: That's all I got. Other I, than. We fucking broke the internet. What? Well, we broke SurveyMonkey.
2: Oh, shit. For the... For the
3: the, the, the
2: 89 Batmobile versus the Back to the Future DeLorean?
3: Yep. The most we'd ever gotten. Most. How many? Was 16. Maybe. Okay. I think it might have even... We got twenty four votes, sure. and this motherfucker. I thought it was going to be a runaway at the very beginning, and then this thing was neck and neck the whole way. I was worried if we ended even, that we were going to have a tie. It was that close. So did I we? Did, did we? We didn't vote, right? No, we.
2: So, did we, not so vote. we have two votes. Yeah. Okay.
3: All right. So. This technically is decided by one vote by the fans. My vote, my vote, is the '89 Batman. There's no way Eddie Car is going to beat that '89 bat, the Batmobile. What is your pick,
2: man? This this, God, this is tough because I love Back to the Future, uh, and for what that car did to the DeLorean culture you know what i mean it turned the you know the delorean into like wow now if you just see it driving it's like that's back to back to the future and i love the i love the mr fusion version the hover version i even liked back to the future three version um but i yeah but it's the same thing I, i i got a the 89 the 89 batmobile i remember i remember uh the first promotional image was him standing next to it. And I was, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see this. I remember I, I bought, I think I still have it. It was like a, uh, after the movie came out, it's like a, it's like a technical manual about it or about the jet engine and this and that, that that kind of thing. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, uh, you know, amazing. And then, you know, in, uh, you know, and then when you when you saw the movie, uh, you know he saves he saves Vicky Vale, and you know get in the car. What car? Dun, 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 dun. Yes. And it's, got, it's got it's on the angle. Yeah, and he's in there, and then the uh, the, the the Shields. Yeah, you know. Um, with the with like the bad CG at the time Yeah, like, it was like it was it and was, Shit. I don't, think it was, I don't even think it was CG. I don't think, I it, think was. it was I think I it was think animated. It,
3: was it, it might have been I think it was animated.
2: Yeah. But uh yeah um that that just just that became an iconic design for the Batmobiles going forward. Yep. You know, with that. And uh, uh so Yeah, I'd go 89 Batmobile. It's close, though, but
3: 89. And it it was close here. One vote, the Batmobile took it. Wow. Yep. One vote. Because I ended up voting. I always vote the first time through, so it literally was. Holy cow. If you take my vote away off of that, 11 to 12. Whew,
2: man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: It was fun. I swear, if it came down to you and I going one of us going the DeLorean and going to the Batmobile and we had to go by this. I was watching this cuz it, it literally the DeLorean got up on top a couple times where I'm like, oh fuck. Don't let let's not record this week. Like it, I'm like sitting they no I can I It this becomes a oh, man, it, if they take the DeLorean But yeah, one vote fucking that Batmobile got it.
2: It's funny that uh this last week's uh PCL, I think it was this last week But, uh, I don't know how they got talking about it, but you know, we, this kind of like this movie tournament or this, uh, uh, this tournament, but Jake was saying, uh, they start talking about candy, like classic candy. I'm like, Oh, that's a great idea for a tournament. Like you'd have, uh, you'd have stuff like, uh, 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 different candy bars in a category. And then, you know, you'd have, uh, um, you know, other things like, uh, Fun dip kind of category yep. with gobstopper, all that kind fucking, of stuff, yep. and you got uh, um, uh, you know different gum. You know, big league chew and oh. bubble yum and Bubblicious and Fruit stripe, the best gum for that, about fucking three seconds, and then it's done. okay. Well I always I always say this. Anytime somebody brings up fruit stripe, same thing. Razzles, same thing. Yep. Razzles, yep. But but so the thing, the th- and my mom got on my case like. You know, you know the, the the big pack of Fruit Stripe? You know, oh, yeah. the one that's like the 20, whatever it is. Not the five or six. Right. It's the one that's like the 20 pack. But I would, I would like, I would chew it for like a minute and swallow it. You know, yeah. and my mama, don't swallow gum. Yeah. You know what that's doing? It's just getting a bigger and bigger ball in your stomach. It's not digesting it. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to. Oh, my God. That was, that was the best gum for fucking like two, literally three seconds. You get done and it's like. Fuck, fuck! Oh, where'd the taste go? So you're either spitting it out or swallow it, which I usually swallowed it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
2: Ugh. all right. Uh, so Batmobile wins, and what we'll to? Uh, have to figure out some other tournament. Yeah, yeah. Figure out something else. So. Man, I know you had a long. You've had a long day, dude. You got up at four or something in the morning. But dude, I, know, I got up at three fucking thirty this morning. Three thirty in the morning, and drove to, uh, fucking twelve hours, and now we're recording for two and a half hours, and I going to take you back to the hotels, and so you, you, you so hopefully, hopefully, uh, you guys can figure it out on the way back. and stop here, you know.
3: I think we're going to be going this way, regardless. Uh, I think this is this was a real fucking easy stretch to do. As far as driving wise, you don't hit any of the big cities so I really liked it.
1: Yeah. So,
3: but it's it's
2: uh it's funny huh? your son after we had dinner, he was like shook my hand, he's like nice to meet you. I'm like fucker, we had breakfast <laughs> last year when you on your trip to Florida. Like, hello. I know. Yeah. Well,
3: he goes and so yeah. he 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 looked to me. I he said the same thing to me. He goes, "Dad, I just fucking said I was nice to meet you." He's like, "You fucker, I met you last year." He was <laughs> laughing about it, and then he goes, "He goes, I really like him. He called you Gemp too." I was like, "Fuck," like, <laughs> "I get it." I am, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: So, so yeah. So yeah. I mean, I appreciate you guys. Stopping by is good. To, Dude,
3: thanks for having me. Oh yeah,
2: that's this. So, we, Miranda, we're not going to C two E two. Oh, this is fucking better. But uh I'll, so, I'll, so I'll take
3: this over fucking a so, nice fucking cold, frigid, bone chilling breeze off the off Lake Michigan in fucking twenty degree weather. But
2: th- but this this is so, I know every people who are going to go to C two E two. That's great, and you know because um, but again. We're another reason that we met because of starting to listen to PCL. And then Jordan and I started the Supercast. And then, and then had, you know, we liked having David on. So then David became a regular. And then Supercast ended. And then David and I continued doing this. So that's so we, so we're, we're another product of PCL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, and as we said, it, it has said at dinner, uh, let's congratulate jordan got married less than right? a, less than a month ago uh, but jordan doesn't answer any of my messages anymore um i had messaged him after his uh he posted on facebook that his dogs went missing and i know yeah. how much his dogs mean to him especially i think it was mac was it was a diesel or max i can't remember I think which it one. was diesel diesel out. the diesel's the white one yeah um and i messaged him after that and i didn't hear anything and then a few weeks later they got married yeah. I messaged him, so I don't know what's going on uh, with Jordan, so, but anyway, that's, congratulations Jordan, if you end up listening yeah. to this, although, and you you and Jordan recorded an episode, and I, that it and never came out, and that never came out, because yeah. he, he wanted me on that, and I'm like, I can't, I just can't do it, I'm busy, and uh,
3: it was a good episode too, actually, it was a good time, it, it was Came out good recording and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna put it up before it because he was all worried about his surgery and shit. Yeah. And that's then the other thing. Could, yeah, other sh- thing,
2: finding out about, you know, how, seeing how he's yeah. doing with his leg. He uh he's got the, he's got the um uh Harvey Weinstein uh, oh, the, the cart. Yes. So so we were Oh just, my god, dude, so we were just watching this uh we were just watching something on the news because the verdict is coming in. Yes. And and my wife was like, she's like what is he doing? I, I go the rumor he's doing that. She goes what for people to make so, feel sorry for him. He goes what a she goes what a piece of shit. I'm like yeah. well, wow. so the the great thing is yeah. if you want you want to see some go go on YouTube and do a search for celebrities thanking Harvey Weinstein. Oh, it is phenomenal, dude. About in award shows and some of the jokes, you you know that they knew stuff. You oh, know, yeah. uh, it, it it's like a seven minute thing about uh like Jennifer Lawrence about the innuendo about her getting big breaks with him you know and people like and then you really? hear the comments like no wonder she's a star you know and that kind of thing so that's it's kind of funny but wow uh, but yeah so um so yeah so we're another product of, of PCL which is yeah. cool it's it's uh it's pretty amazing
3: yeah you guys have a good time frizzing your ass off in Chicago I'll I'll take, yeah. I'll take my weekend north carolina the and the
2: <laughs> the um uh, I, mean, I don't know if it's just the stars not aligning but the last two last two times i was going to be on pcl something has come up that i could not get out of
3: what were you going to be on for last time for? uh
2: it i was going to be on the episode with that Harmon was on oh like a couple months ago yeah um it was, maybe it was maybe it was more than that. I think maybe it was, I, I think it was no, you know what? I think it was, I think it was when I had to travel when we, it was either, I don't think it was Thanksgiving. Cause my family, family was, here. it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was, it yeah. was just, it was tra- family traveling, you know? So, um, and, uh, and I, I think one of them was going to be on with Rebecca. And, uh, I I, don't, I I can't remember what happened. I just didn't want to talk to Rebecca. That was <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so yeah. Eventually, 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 it'll work out. Um, uh, uh, I uh, me and Jay message or Jay uh, Jake, Jake. message yep. about we were Survivor nuts, so we're messaging yep. about this new season of Survivor. It's like the, how do you like it so far? It's like the it's like the Avengers of Survivor. I mean, yeah, it's the great the, the, the one there. I told him. The first episode, yeah, it was Rob, Parvati, Ethan, somebody else, and they were they were in a circle talking. I go, I said, this is like the circle of the Avengers in the, the 2012 movie, yeah, the coming together, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super excited about
3: this season. Yeah, it's so, been a fun season. I've, I've really oh, liked yeah. it. Yeah, I've had a good time
0: so, with
2: it. So, well, that's it. You, I got to take you to the hotel. You got yeah. you got to go to sleep. So. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, good seeing you, brother. Yeah, man. good seeing you. And uh, like I said, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry, the, sorry about the audio. We're using one mic sitting on a tray table while we're just sitting back in two chairs, chilling out. So um,
3: you didn't pay nothing for this. You podcast. didn't pay anything Fuck for you. it, so
2: you get you get what you get, and you don't throw a fizz. Your mom, <laughs> exactly. your mom used to say. So anyway, uh, but you know, f- find us on Facebook if you're you're getting this through a podcast all the information is below about how to like the page and whatever no one's ever emailed us so fuck yeah. them exactly you know? but uh but anyway so that's that's the show that's the uh, uh, this is the uh, vintage geeks signing off from the prime cave prime cave <laughs> I love it I love it yeah so we'll see you next time
1: bye oh my I have to go. I didn't realize how late it was. I have something else to do before I, before I come back here and paint tonight. Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you, this is making quite a difference in here. Quite a change. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to change like that, no. No, the people who love you know you by the color of your skin, the color of your eyes, feel of your hair, the sound of your voice. I'm glad of that because I like you just the way you are. Sure, I like the way you're growing and all that, but I'm glad you'll always be you. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling growing inside and when you wake up ready to say i think i'll make a snappy new day it's such a good feeling a very good feeling the feeling you know that i'll be back when the day is new and i'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about I will, too. When we visit together tomorrow, this will all be finished, because Bob and I will finish it tonight. Yeah, and we'll be thinking about you. I like you just the way you are. Bye. visit are the people of the Sears Roebuck Foundation and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.